Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What's up? This is Michael Rapport. You are now listening to the I Am Rapaport Stereo Podcast. On today's podcast, me, Michael Rapaport, the Gringo Mandingo, acknowledges a major fuck up that I made. LeBron and the Cavaliers have tied up the Boston series. Steph Curry is back. Me and G Moody are going to discuss the royal wedding. Biggie Smalls' birthday just passed. We're celebrating Biggie. And we have special guest Ben Baller. Ben Baller is like a Korean Forrest Gump. He's a celebrity jeweler. He's made jewelry for everybody from Michael Jackson to ASAP Ferg to Tyler, the creator, and everybody in between. He's got crazy-ass stories, and he's going to tell us how to not get fucked when buying diamonds and so much more real-life Hollywood stories from Ben motherfucking Baller. But first, me and G. Moody are going to set the table. Miles Jordan. Let me get something funky. All right, my name is Michael Rapport. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Before I get G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty on the phone, I have to acknowledge a mistake. So, within the last eight hours, okay, me and G Moody recorded a podcast. Okay, now I have said this vehemently for years. First rule of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is no fact checking. Okay, everybody knows that. The first rule of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is no fact-checking. Well, I have to make an amendment to that rule. Okay, unlike the Constitution, we can make amendments. It's, it's a, it's a uh, flexible, malleable document. 
The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Constitution can be amended, and I am making an amendment to that rule right now. The first rule of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, before anything and everything, is to always plug your fucking microphone in. I didn't do that. Me and G. Moody recorded passionately, vehemently, for 45 plus minutes, about six hours ago, exhaustingly. G. Moody plugged his mic in. I plugged G. Moody's mics in. Okay? We have the best sound in the business. The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is an award-winning worldwide phenomenon. The home, the home of the most disruptive podcast in the world. But me, the Gringo Mandingo, okay, the Jake Lamotta of podcasting, forgot to plug in his own mic. So I was talking shit 45 plus minutes into the air, into the air, and it was beautiful shit talk. We were talking about all sorts of things, all sorts of things. I sent it over to the Dust Brothers. It's how it works. It's a process. It's a little bit of a technical process. I wish I could just wake up uh, uh, on a megaphone and, and, and all the listeners and fans... New ones, old ones, day one listeners could just hear me, NG Moody, but it doesn't work that way. It's a technical process. We record it, Miles, Jordan, the Dust Brothers, they do their thing to give the best sound in the business, okay? And then we, we, we pass it out to the fans, okay? Well, this time, I fucked up. I'm acknowledging that I fucked up. I apologize for fucking up. And I will do my best to never fuck up again. But I had to acknowledge this fuck up and say, rule number one is always plug your microphone in. You fuck you. All right, Moody. Yo. Yeah. So I, I just I just uh, made a official change to rules and regulations of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, rule number one. Before no fact-checking and anything else, any other fly shit, rule number one is always plug your mic in. You would think, you would think that me, the gringo man dingo, after doing this time and time again, I would have this down to a science. But last uh, time we recorded, less than, I don't know, six hours ago, we were talking shit into the air. It, it, it went nowhere. Your, your microphone sounded beautiful. I get a phone phone call from Miles Davis, and I, and I am gonna and I'm explaining something to somebody to everybody. I had to wake up at 4:30 in the morning to go to work. I am shooting uh, another episode of the TBS show, uh, The Guest Book. It involves singing and dancing, and I'm not talking about the singing and dancing that you may be accustomed to seeing me doing. You might be saying, well, what do you mean, custom? We, we, we're not used to seeing you sing and dance. Well, when you see me do the singing ding and dancing that I'm doing in this episode of The Guest Book, you're going to go, what the fuck is going on? It's way out there, Moody. Right. right. Way the okay. fuck out there. Way out there. I mean, way out there. Um, <coughs> but I, I made a mistake, and I'm acknowledging it, and I, and I, I just want to say I took it upon myself to 
change rule number one of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. It is officially now rule number one is always plug your mic in, you fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You fucked it up. Fucked it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I felt terribly and I got less sleep uh, than I was planning on getting. Once I found that out, I could not sleep. And I couldn't focus on my singing and dancing moves. Anyway, let's just jump to this. Uh, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers have tied up the Boston Celtic series. It is now two games to two. Yeah. I don't know know what's going to happen here, but Boston fucked up. No, they didn't fuck up. They got beat. This is a better team. Uh, Sorry, they got the best player. Uh, When the ball rotates... And then they have to switch off. And then the little guy, who they call uh, Scary Terry, he has to guard him. LeBron just bullies his way to the basket. And it's like a little kid. Lay it in. This is what's going to happen. They're not winning another game. I don't agree with you. I think they will win game five. And then then we will take it from there. Uh -uh, Uh, Your your predictions, as of recent, have been uh, um, less than stellar. I, you know, it's sort of like if you have like a soda and it's like, ah, this doesn't taste like that. Like, a, mm-hmm. you know, like a Coca-Cola, like maybe it's not that cold. It's supposed to be a little colder and it doesn't have that taste. Your predictions have been like a, a lukewarm Coca-Cola oh. as of late. My predictions have been have been on point. What, uh, two? Two of them? I mean, Out of three years? I, I'm not <laughs> making predictions every episode. You're the guy. I, I do. You make predictions every episode. I got the balls to do that. Mm-hmm. I stand out there. You switch teams. Now the Celtics, My Celtics. are your team. Yeah, your Celtics. Because anybody LeBron plays against, you don't want them to win. Therefore, he wins. So you look like an ass, and this mm. is what's going to happen. Um, the Golden State Warriors uh, are now winning the series uh, with uh, Houston. They're up two games to one. They had uh, our guy, collectively, because we're on the same page, how much we love Steph Curry. They had him dead and buried. Uh, Guys were saying uh, maybe the Warriors shouldn't start him. Uh, Maybe the Warriors are better off without him. And all sorts of bullshit. Because one of the best shooters in basketball history, one of the most influential players in NBA history, had a bad game, and you want to throw dirt on Steph Curry, you fucks you. So yeah. what does he do in game three? He comes back and does the old shit and shimmy. What's the old shit and shimmy? The old shit and shimmy is when he shits on you from 35 feet, and then he runs down the court, and he breaks out the old Antoine Walker playbook, and he shimmy, shimmy, shimmies on you, <laughs> you fuck. Yeah. Steph, man, Steph Curry is fantastic. Uh, you said one of the greatest shooters. He is the greatest shooter. And that uh, only guy on the other team, James Harden, with the scraggly beard, he's no MVP. It's clear that he isn't the MVP. Uh, the offense is terrible. Dan Tony is terrible. You got this guy out, out at front dribbling the ball constantly, and then the players are just watching you're not supposed to advance with any kind of offense like that. Unwatchable. I hope they run them off the court. You win one game, you should be happy. Chris Paul, back to the drawing board. And, and the thing about uh, uh, the James Harden, who, who I like as a player, um, but I don't think Dan Antoni 
uh, has served him any good. I, I agree. He'll he'll win the regular season MVP, but I, I, I'm on record saying that that award is the most overrated, overhyped award in all of sports, being that it's discussed before the season even starts. Right. Like, it's like the, a popularity thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and maybe he had a great regular season, but they're, they're not beating Golden State. Um, I don't think that – I think that Golden State will win in six games, if not five games. Um, but but the style of offense – like game two, they played great, right? Houston played great. They moved the ball, and everybody's congratulating. Oh, well, when they move the ball like that, like they're, they're getting pats on the back from playing team basketball. Like right, it was like right. it was like an enigma. When the Houston Rockmans are playing like an enigma outside of themselves by basically moving the ball a la the Golden State Warriors, they get celebrated. That should right. be the everyday thing. Like look Boston, same shit. Like they move the ball. Cleveland like any team that has success, especially in the playoffs, you have to move the ball. I exactly. On any level. When I played, um and, and I played with a guy who just uh, had no regard for his other teammates, and he's just chucking up uh, balls, the coach would call a timeout and say, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You're I, playing with people. Spread the ball around. You, you, you're killing the, uh, the morale of the team. It ain't just you. See, but they, the coach don't got the balls to do that. I, I'd be like, yo, get this fucking guy out of the game, man. But, what, but what, also, what you doing? I think Dan Antonio celebrates it because they don't give any options. Like they, they'll just be, they'll just be like have the floor spread and James Harden. A lot of times he could lollygag to the basket and, and you know do his thing, but that's not going right. to win you games. Hell no. And, like, and, and, uh, yeah, and Chris ahead. Paul's out there missing layups, and and he had one bad game too. So it's not like we're like oh we're buried Chris Paul. He's been playing well, and I don't want to do the same thing they did to Steph. But it looked like Houston after that game when they got blown out by forty or thirty nine or whatever it was. They were looking fucked up on the yard. Yeah, it's like a matinee. The, the other players, they're watching. And when you play with someone like that, you don't know where to go, and you don't know if you're going to get the ball. And it's different, like LeBron. Those teammates know, yo, if I'm open, that shit is coming to me. No matter what, if this is the greatest player, his personality is like, yo, I'm sharing I'm nicer than all y'all, but I'm sharing this shit so you can feel good about yourself. And that's, and it's not even feel good. That's the only way to win big games. Like, that's the only way to win consistently is to do that. Even with him getting the 40 points, it's not like he's ball dominant in terms of I'm going to score, I'm going to score. Like, right. the, the scoring comes within uh, the flow of the offense. That uh, being can said, I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Can I ask you one question? Yes, sir. Um, yes. So who would you say thus far yeah. is the MVP of these playoffs? No, I, I, MVP of the season and MVP of the playoffs is LeBron James. Oh, thank you. But let me ask you, since you asked me a question, can, can I ask you a question? <laughs> go, go right ahead. Um, since, you, since you like to grease, grease him up nice, uh, I mean, you like to grease him up real nice. Real, uh, real. Hey, he's, he's good. What can I say? Uh, who else do you like to grease in the NBA? Because you, you, you fuck, you talk shit about Russell Westbrook, you talk shit about Melo, you, you, you talk shit about everybody else. Who else do you like to grease up nice? Oh, I like, I think Steph Curry is uh, one of my favorite players of all time. But who else do you like to grease? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't have many. This is a new type of ball player, millennials. I like the old dudes. I like our guy Kmart. I like I'm not Jason talking Kidd. about fucking Kmart and Stack and fucking Moses and Malone. We know that. I just <laughs> asked a simple question. In this NBA, you're a fan. 
Who yes. do you like to grease up real nice? Oh, I don't. I, yo, I don't grease nobody. Oh. What, what, what I'm telling you is Steph, Clay. I, I used to like KD until he turned into Benedict Arnold. So oh, I don't fuck that. with him anymore. He's still on uh, um, who else? That's it. You you expected That's, him to stay down there in OKC. At this point, you should be saying, you should be uh, uh, loving Katie and being like, this guy had the foresight and the grit to get the fuck out of there. Because we, no. we, we, we're both on the same page. As much as we love Russell Westbrook, it's like, it's like rubber room status. It's oh, literally yeah, like, yeah. get me out of here. Get me out of here. I'm banging my head against the walls uh, uh, playing with him. Yeah, he's fighting with the fans and everything. It's crazy. He's 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 gone a notch above uh, bananas. Now he's fighting with the fans as he leaves the arena. So God knows what's going to happen next. So you don't have any any answer to the basic question. I'll just throw. I it did. To you. Who do you like to grease? I I don't grease motherfuckers. Okay. I like Steph Curry. Okay. I like these guys. I, I told you if KD would have went to Washington. And put the work in with John Wall and tried to bring no his whole town team. No one wants to play team. with John Wall either. Same thing. Oh, 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 okay. You go. All right. So, all right. Nice. Um, this all is right. Nice. The answer is I don't like to grease anybody. You could just simply said I don't like to grease anybody. It's, I don't fuck. I, yeah, LeBron, man. Okay. Um, as predicted, uh, Johnny Cluckhead made the big announcement. I don't know why a Cluckhead like Johnny Manziel w- w- wants to bring any more. Attention to himself. As predicted on this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast weeks ago when he was talking greasy to me, the gringo man dingo. You don't fuck with a fucker. You don't talk shit to a professional shit talker. And he tried to do it. Okay? And we predicted. He he had his little bullshit clown t-shirt and I said, you don't need a t-shirt, Duke. You don't need a t-shirt. What you need to do is get yourself a clown sweatshirt, Duke. Because before Johnny Manziel was even thinking and considering playing Canadian football, me, the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, said, you fuck you. You ain't making the NFL. You're going to be playing in Canada. Well, a few days ago, Johnny Cluckhead made the announcement that he would be playing in the Canadian Football League like anybody gives a shit about Canadian football and anybody gives a shit about anything that has to do with professional football and this cluckhead. <laughs> Is I, it a- <laughs> and then I also predicted, I said, not only will he be playing in the Canadian Football League, to get off unemployment, you'll be taking crumbs working at that pisshole company, which I will not even name on this I Am Rapport Stereo Championship podcast. So Johnny Menzel is now a Canadian Football League player and a podcaster. My next prediction is that former NFL racist offensive lineman Richie Incognito will also be podcasting for the unmentionable company. Johnny Menzel, do not... Call press conferences. Do not go online. Give up your social media account and do not ever, ever, ever talk shit to a professional shit talker. You fuck you. Get your sleeping bag. Get your North Face jacket because it's going to be fucking freezing on the sidelines in the Canadian Football League. You fuck you. You weren't meant for this. You weren't built for this. And now you take yourself over the fucking, over the border, 
And make sure you don't try to sneak anything over there because they will arrest your fucking ass. He just had a little problem with some, some medication. I don't know what happened. I mean, how many times are you going to let this fucking guy off the hook? <laughs> What's up with his man? Remember his man was on some uh, I'll be sure shit? Like uh, <laughs> some fraud, fraudulent shit? Remember his, uh, his rapper man? Yeah, he's, he he, we shut all that like down. We shut that whole thing down. <laughs> we shut that whole program down. One fell soup. That's what we do. Don't make me turn that Willie Hutch on. What else is going on? Reuben Foster, linebacker oh. for the San Francisco 49ers. We talked about him on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Got uh, uh, somebody, his, his ex-girlfriend accused, accused. His ex-girlfriend accused him of physically assaulting her. NFL, you should cut him. Media, you should cut him right away. This is unacceptable. How much more are we going to take? Yeah. Young kid, said he was innocent, said he was innocent, plays for the 49ers, linebacker, young up-and-coming rookie. Social media warriors, cut him. Yeah. Hashtag, so- cut Reuben Foster, he's a piece of shit. The case goes all the way to court. Good. Due process. That's all we asked for. In court, this piece of shit girlfriend, this trash pale admits that the whole thing was made up in court she admits that she wanted to ruin his life oh nice girl what what is love versus that, what is not love <laughs> what is love and what is a sick fuck you don't get yeah. to be on the sick fuck of the week that's that's beyond the sick fuck of the week that is yeah. that is terrible it also came out that she tried to do this to a former boyfriend seven years ago, and, and, and there's a whole bunch of mess involved with this. Yeah. C- can you imagine? And, and apparently this girl had gotten into a little altercation with some other girls, so she had some scratches on her faces. And I think, based on everything mm. I know, although we do not fact check at the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, I'll say it again. We do plug our microphones in, but we do not fact check at the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Reuben Foster, linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers, the reason why he decided to break up with the girls because he was like, yo, I can't have no girlfriend who's out here acting wild in the streets. She said, fuck you. I'm going to say you did it. Literally, simple as that. I'm going to say you did it. Took it, press charges. Police were involved. Yeah. Went to court. Yeah. And then in, in court, she admitted she was lying. Man. This is scary any, shit. Yeah. Any woman, any girlfriend that calls the cops on you, that warrants the end of the relationship. Uh, uh, like, just you call, like calling the cops on me and trying to have me arrested for some little argument shit, relationship over, and that this dude is lucky that they went to court and they actually, you know, found out that it wasn't true. Because most, you know, sometimes they just believe it and your life is ruined. Mental illness chicks that do that, yo, it's terrible, man. Good, good for him, though, that it didn't pan out the way she wanted to ruin the guy's life. And, and like, there, like, what, like, what do you gain from that? Like, what do you gain out of doing that? And she said, I wanted to ruin him. Who thinks that way? Were a mental illness motherfucker. Now, now obviously, like, if a man puts his hands on his woman, call the cops. Of course. Arrest yeah. that animal. Wonder Bread, Wonder Bread bag, yeah. olive oil treatment. 
But this, this and, and, you know, I guess he had, this whole thing is a mess because now that the cops are on him, there were some other things that didn't have to do with it that are mm-hmm. involved. And it, this, this guy's life is just, yo, charges should be put on her. I, I don't know why they don't, there's no repercussions. There's no consequence. There has to be. For, right, it should. You're wasting the court's time. You're wasting the, the, the state's False money. False accusations. You should get the same amount of time that he was going to get. Right, right. That's a deterrent. I don't know. This is easy. This is simple to administer that. Be like, oh, you can't just come in court and say this guy did that and ruin his life. So now your shit gets ruined. It's simple. It's fucking simple. And this Starbucks shit, you see what happened with that now, right? <laughs> yeah, well, what do you mean? They turned it into a, it's like a, it's like a. It's a, it's a fucking bathhouse now. It's a Turkish bathhouse. Yeah. They, they, they said that you know, whoever comes in, you don't have to buy anything. You could, you could go in the bathroom. You could chill there. Use the Wi-Fi. Howard Schultz, I'm ashamed of you being from BK, Canarsie, and you don't know how to handle this shit. All you got to do is have a press conference and state the policy. Yo, this is what it is. Paying customers, use the bathroom. That's it. Put it up above the bathroom and, and stand on that conviction. Just now like you- every other restaurant and right. business in the world. All, and all of a sudden, in. Starbucks is like a, it's not even a public library. Even a public library, you need a card. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking latrine. You're going to have the homeless uh, uh, contingent. Once they get word that, yo, anybody could use th- those nice bathrooms, they're going to be washing up. They're going to be shitting all over the place. And you ruin I guarantee your own. You, I guarantee you we'll be discussing uh, uh, prostitutes. They'll be going in there like, yo, yeah. we can go in here and freak off. Give me that $25, blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. that, that, there's no rules. Just like Port Authority, where you fucking get a big shopping bag and you stand in the bag so it, it looks like it's just you. <laughs> you on the toilet. It's somebody standing in a shopping bag in front of you. Guarantee you that's going to happen. Uh, what else is going on, Mr. Moody? I, I gotta be honest. Like I said, I'm at work, uh, preparing uh, to, to to sing and dance. Uh, but if you could see the visuals on what I look like right now, you 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 would you'd fucking shit. Like you'd literally get into the three point position and and drop a deuce. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that. Um, uh, I, I can't disclose exactly uh, the details of what I'm saying right now, but but soon enough, my friends. Um, another big thing that everybody was all uh, been out of shape about last couple of days is this royal wedding. Now, now oh. I, 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 I want to say this. I want to say this. I, I don't like weddings. I find them tedious. I find them boring. I find them physically uncomfortable. Uh, most of them take place outdoors, and as you know, I suffer from uh, swamp ass, especially in the summer uh, and the fall. Um, I I don't care if it's uh, my brother's wedding, my best friend's wedding, my big fat Greek wedding. I could give a fuck. I don't like the pageantry of weddings. Now, anybody who's married, I'm married. Mr. Moody's married. I wish you luck. It's not that I don't support the institution of marriage. It's the pageantry of weddings. All that being said, why the fuck would I 
And I don't understand why anyone else, I don't care, it's cute, it's so romantic. Who gives two shits about a royal wedding? Do you know that more people watch this royal wedding than anything on TV this entire year? You know, you got motherfuckers that won't wake up to go to work. You got motherfuckers that didn't get up to vote. You got motherfuckers that don't wake up to go to the gym. But they woke up at 2 in the morning to watch a fucking royal wedding. And I, I told you, I have no problem with uh, Meghan Markle. I worked with her on the now defunct award home. She was fantastic. She was nice. She was a good actress. Very decent person as far as I know. Uh, my man, Prince Harry, who I want to say, I, I like him too. He keeps it rough, rugged, and raw. Mm-mm. He keeps it grimy in the streets. My man's got a protruding bald spot. He's got all the, the, the means to fix that shit or just shave the entire thing off. He don't give a fuck. He's about that life. Harry Ballgame is about that life. He doesn't give a fuck. His, his brother, what's his brother's name? Charlie? <laughs> Wop. His name is Wop. It's Harry and Wop. That's their crew. And this guy came out there looking like KD. Looking like, yo, yo, it's a wedding. Obviously, he doesn't care. He has an empire. He got a lot of racks. He don't care. I like how he came out. I like how he came out. I like how he said, yo, you may think this is all uh, beautiful. But for me, I'm not going to comb my hair. I don't give a fuck. Boom. This is it. This is what it is. I like how he he gets down. Yo, I, I, I fuck with Harry. And I yeah. fuck with his brother. What's his, his brother's name is Charlie Wop, right? Yeah, Wop. It's Wop. <laughs> Nappy, Harry, and Wop. Yo, I have no problem with them. I just don't give a fuck about your wedding, Duke. They, they This shit yeah. went on for like three hours. They got preachers in there. They got churches and choirs and horse and carry, horse and buggies and all that. Duke, I don't give a fuck about any of that. I yeah. wish you luck. Yeah. I fuck with you, Harry. I, I'm telling you, I respect that he comes out grimy. He could get a wig. He could get somebody to fill his shit in. He doesn't care. I think it's an inspiration yeah. of men. He don't care. Yeah. He got the red, the red hair. With his shit is messy. Yeah, and think about it. You marrying into to my kingdom? Like, why should I look all? You, you the one coming into our empire? It's about us. <laughs> He, yo, uh, he, he's saying that. By the way he yeah. carries himself, he's like, yo, I don't give a fuck about the way I look. I, I'm a prince. Yeah. I'm yeah. a prince. My brother is a prince. You, you right. know what's fucked up? When is the queen going to, when, when is she going to go away? The father, Prince Charles, is that his name? Or Prince, what's the father's name? Prince Charles, the one who was married to Diane? Yeah, yeah, that's stiff. He's been waiting his entire life for his mom to croak. And she just won't go. Oh man! He's like, hey, she just won't go. My, my, his whole life is like, oh, when she goes, I'm gonna be the king. I'm gonna be the king. She's, she's bout it, bout it. <laughs> she's got about twenty more years. She's like, yo, I'm not just turning this shit over to you, Duke. Yeah, I'm nah. not just giving up the crown and all that. His whole life has been groomed to be the king, and his mom's is looking like, yo. None of y'all. I'm not. I'm not just turning over the jewels and all that shit. So, <laughs> Megan Mark, I wish you luck. Harry, Wop, I fuck with you guys, but yo, all the to do, you're not getting any of that love from me, Duke. Yeah. 
I, I, I didn't watch it, and I wish them well, uh, but I didn't watch that no, shit. No, I, I didn't watch it. I didn't follow the yeah. coverage. I, I didn't watch the pregame. I didn't watch the postgame. I didn't watch the uh, recap. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Uh, yeah. Any of that shit. Um, the great Biggie Small celebrated a birthday. What can mm -hmm. be said about Biggie? Consummate Brooklyn MC from Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. Uh, a lot of people, um, you know, talk about Biggie on, on, on his birthday. And I was trying to think of uh, his top five favorite songs of mine. And after doing the math, and, and this, is, this is like picking children, because he's got so many good songs that resonate. Uh, but on Biggie's uh, uh, birthday week, you know, you always got to celebrate him. 25 years old, man. Damn. Yeah. Hey, Tupac, same age. So Terrible. Young. I mean, he, he realized his dream, and then within that dream, you get executed. It's, it's just terrible, but at least we have his work, his art to appreciate, and him being from BK, right down Crazy. the blocks from me. So, of course, he was one of the greats, and it's just uh, sad that he's gone. That's from it. where you grew up, how far away is, is, is where uh, Biggie's from? Oh, like 15, 15 minutes away. Crazy. Yeah. So influential on popular culture and obviously a game changer in the art form that is hip-hop. Uh, I, I had to break down my, my top five Biggie songs as Party and Bullshit, The What, Story to Tell. Uh, then I had to say The Sky's the Limit and Who Shot Ya as my top five songs. I, I left out plenty of songs and, and other, other people can make the list. I was listening to all the great mixes by all the DJs out there um, who, who put out that fire uh, for Biggie's birthday, what would have been his uh, birthday uh, on May 21st. Um, there's a, there's a, a feminist out there who, who's trying to ban Father's Day because <laughs> she says it's, it's offensive to the, the two parent homes. Uh, what if it's, it's a home with two mothers? Uh, somebody was trying to do the same thing on Mother's Day. And, and, and I want to say, fuck you. Word. You, you. You're not banning Father's Day. My father's birthday is June 22nd. Disco Dave Rappaport will be 85 on June 22nd, I believe the 21st is Father's Day this year. And if you think your little hashtag bullshit online is going to stop me from celebrating Disco Dave's uh, birthday slash Father Day, you could, you could eat three dicks. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. father's 85 years old. 80 fucking five. He walks the streets of New York every fucking day. And you think we're not going to celebrate him? You motherfucker, you. <laughs> That's Disco fucking Dave. The next thing you do, they're going to try to, uh, because, because you're not skeeting, we shouldn't celebrate Valentine's Day. Yeah. Women That's shouldn't right. get flowers. Men shouldn't get chocolates yeah. and vice versa and versa vice because you're not skeeting. That's next. Yo, I thought it was no gender. I thought it was no such thing as male and female. Make right? your fucking mind up. Right? If there's no gender, yo, Father's Day, Mother's Day, why don't you pick your own day? Why do you have to go after the days that are delineated for a male? 
which is us, me, you, and female, Mother's Day. But in your fucking sick world, there is no genders. There's no male and female. The creator didn't give me a male sex organ, and the woman has a female. This is clear what, what it's supposed to be. Get the fuck out of here with that dumb shit. All right, listen. We, uh, we recovered. We rebounded. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, I don't know what more we could do, Moody. Listen, uh, hey. we had a little situation. Uh, we, we, we made the best of it. We're going to be banging on them all week. Banging on their fucking heads. <laughs> like Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, special guest, Ben Baller. Listen, this guy's got stories upon stories. He's like uh, a Korean uh, Zelig. Or Forrest Gump, okay? He's made jewelry for Michael Jackson. He's got crazy Michael Jackson stories. He's got crazy ASAP Ferg stories. He's got crazy stories about making jewelry for everybody. In the last, like, 15, 20 years in in, in pop music, in hip-hop, he's going to explain how to not get fucked. If you do, in fact, get hitched and you want to buy your girlfriend... Your boyfriend or significant other, a diamond, he's going to help try to walk you through not getting fucked because you get screwed so easily out there. He's a jeweler. He's a shit talker. He's a big fan of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. He knows the language and the vernacular. Coming up next, Ben Baller on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. All Buttersoft I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast t-shirts are available at districtlines.com forward slash I Am Rapport. We have the Buttersoft uh, You Fuck You t-shirt, the Sucker Shit Collection, the I Am Pacino I Am Rapport t-shirt, which is gorgeous, the Gringo Man Dingo, and so much more at districtlines forward slash I Am Rapport. All right. Ben Baller's in the house. In the building, Ben Baller made the motherfucking chain. I say like the Korean Zelig, the Korean uh, Forrest Gump, because you, you, you've had a crazy life. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast, Ben Baller. In the building. So, I know who you are, and a lot of people know who you are. So, if people said, who the fuck is Ben Baller, what would you say? You know, I had this struggle. Um... Yesterday on Mother's Day, I go on Twitter, and my longtime friend, 25 years, alchemist, hip-hop producer extraordinaire, me and him grew up together. Okay. So Alan is tweeting about shit like, he goes to his Q&A, and he says, anyone ask me, you know, free, free, feel free to ask me anything you want, and I'm going to reply. And I just catch, I guess maybe it could have been the seventh question, the tenth question, and someone says, yo, where do you get your breaks at and your records? Are you still shop? Are you still digging the crates? And before Alan ever did any of that, I was a famous DJ, you know, especially in LA. I was, I was a very big DJ. I did all the clubs before DJ AM did, you know, me and AM were in the same crew. Shout out to AM and Homicide, rest in peace, Adam Goldstein. And um, I had to be a dick because sometimes I need that, like that verification, you know, that, that just that insecurity and I was like hey Alan I wonder how does it feel digging in the crates I really wonder you know like what's it like digging for records and finding records in Ohio and Philadelphia and it, it must be really cool because I would never know what that's like and he goes 
fuck you, you bitter old Yang motherfucker. You know, he just starts going off. And I was like, you know, people don't know that I was in hip hop. Uh-huh. Like for real, for real, you know, not mumble rap and this bullshit. Right. And more so, not even on the professional side, but also on the talent side, you know, like, you know, I, I was, I like every element of hip hop, you know, you think about the, the four elements or the three elements of hip hop and it's like, you got breaking, you got dancing, you got, you got graffiti, you got emceeing, you got DJing, so four elements, whatever. And I did pretty much all of them except rap. So when people ask me, hey, what do you are? And people say, hey, listen, you know, if you're 21 years old, you only know me as a jeweler. Right. You don't know me as anything else. Do you know? So when people are like, why is Ben Baller hosting the 20-year anniversary of Rockefeller Records, uh, the um, Reasonable Doubt album? And they're like, because Ben was the fucking vice president of A&R, and he was part of the people that signed Jay-Z. And they're like, I thought he was a jeweler. I'm like, yeah, dude, that was for 13 years, you know? But before that, I was in the music business. So it's hard to say who Ben Baller is. And the first thing I say is, I'm a father. Right. I'm a husband and an entrepreneur. But I can't ever not say, even though the music thing was good and I put work in, I can never take the fact away that I was a, I am a jeweler and it pays the bills and I have to embrace the fact that it's put me on the map now on a whole different level. So, all right. So I want to get to the priority records and the reasonable doubt. So jewelry. So you're a jeweler. Like you, like what, what does that mean? Because one of the things okay. that, one of the things that I was going to ask you, because jewel, jewelry is such a, it's like, a, it's a, it's a broad title. It, it's a fucking broad title, but also like it, the consumer is such a vulnerable sucker in that thing. Like, I, I mean, like it, it is I, every time I've bought jewelry and it's only for oh, my shit. wife. No, I hear you. It, it's like, you're like fucking, you know, like they could tell you anything there. You know, you, they, they, they take out, what's it? The loop the yeah. I think yeah. they're like, Oh, you see this, you see that. And like, I know I'm like, I know you're bullshit. Yeah. The only thing that I'm <laughs> like, I'm asking is like, just don't bullshit me too much. Oh no, yeah. Okay. Like how much of a sucker sport is being a jeweler? Like how like how, how much fake shit is out is out there? Oh for, forget God. for rappers. Forget high end shit. Forget like when you're spending hundreds of thousands. I'm just talking about like if somebody who's like I just bought my wife a beautiful engagement ring, and how many people are getting taken advantage of? Okay, seriously. So, so seriously, let's say for instance, one of the the journeys I embarked on after like my first few years of becoming a jeweler was starting to go to, you know, if you're in the, if you're in the, in, in the, in the clothing game and everything else, you've been to Agenda or Magic Trade Show and now there's Complex Con, you go to these shows. So the jewelry has the same thing, except they have a few, few small shows and they have the biggest one, which is JCK. By the way, in 2017, I won Jeweler of the Year. There's over 300,000 jewelers, uh, you know, nominated. You can't nominate yourself. And bro, we're talking about real people, you know, out there who are killing. When you think you're big, you're like, oh, Ben Ball did the chain. And you go over there and you see dudes who are selling $20 million diamonds, and you're like, okay, get the fuck out of here, Ben, you fucking punk. You're, you're nobody to me. And it's true, but at the same time, what I've done from where I'm from is, you know, it's, right. I'm proud of it. And it's a worldwide thing. It is. It's, that's the thing. It's global. So this, this, this event is in Vegas, and then it's in China. But stay focused on people I am focused, focused. with the goddamn rings. So going, I decided to like go to, like, let's say, for instance, I was going to St. Louis, right? And you go to a mall. And I'm like, that's where you're it. getting fucked. If yeah, you're you, buying your diamonds oh, at St. Man. Louis at the mall, you're Bro. getting fucked. So I go to a Daniel's Jewelers in there, which is a chain they have them in Fox Hills Mall. They have them all over the place, right? And I go there and I was like, what's the biggest diamond you carry in here? They're like, what's the biggest diamond you want? And I'm like, I hate people that answer like that. I'm a fucking salesman. I'm a jeweler. I'm also a hustler. 
So I hate when you try to hustle me. Like I'm going in there as a consumer. They don't know who I am yet. You're just asking just yeah. to see, right? And to I'm learn. Like, can I see the best diamond you have in this store? Now, mind you, I don't know what the economic <laughs> statistics are for St. Louis, you know, in, in the 2007. Mall. So I go in there and the lady brings me out a, she brings me a SI1 H color diamond. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's, a, it's a decent diamond, okay? So when I say decent, remember there's Lamborghini diamonds, Bentley diamonds, Rolls Royce diamonds, and this is a C-class diamond, okay? So this diamond was a 1.25 carat diamond. So, you know, it's, it's again, I might be a little jaded, but this is a, a smaller diamond, right? But this is a big diamond for certain people who make, you know, 20, 30 grand a year, whatever it may be. So I said, okay, how much is this diamond? And she tells me, I can give it to you for $7,995. Now, I could probably, at that time, I could probably buy that diamond for like $2,500 with certificates and everything. That diamond was worth $2,500? Maybe. Damn. Okay. So this, that, that's, that's, this, is not, this is not where it gets bad. Where it gets bad is they have a note, like how you don't fact check, they don't, right. they, they don't credit check. They give, you a, they give you a finance program. They want you to finance this ring because a lot of people in St. Louis might not have eight grand. Uh-huh. They put 7995 It's not 8000 It's 7995 It's not $8,000. Uh-huh. Do you know? So you go and That's get this ring. That's a trick, right? Yeah, it's a trick for everything. So then they say, hey, listen, do you have $200? Put $200 down, you know, blah, blah, whatever. You're and fucking then, spending and then, the rest of your life buying this $8,000 ring that's worth $2,500. Okay, listen. By the time you're done paying this ring off, You've spent $21,000 on this, this ring. Now, that's just one story. It gets way worse. But, but if, if, if someone said to you, Ben, how do I know I'm not getting fucked with my diamond? Like, where do you take it? How do you check it? The loop thing? I mean, I think you have to be trained. Like, I looked at that thing. Yeah. I can't see, like, you know, to see it through the, you know, I, I bought my wife a thing and we were looking at it and it's flawless. I mean, I can see it just, I can see it immediately, you know? You can tell from just looking at it? Yeah, because I have a trained eye. But I mean, even going into but a But how loop, can a regular motherfucker not get fucked? Is there a way not to get fucked? I mean, okay, you have to go somewhere, do a little bit of research, you know, there's a website called BlueNile.com. I even fucking hate giving people this right there, but they're kind of like the, all right, if it's fucking cheaper than us, then you're beyond good. If it's more than us, it's, you're still good. But if it's like, that's like the scale. And I hate using them because sometimes what happens at Blue Nile is they don't stock their own diamonds. So they take people's diamonds in, right? And it's like, they're holding a bunch of diamonds like Flight Club. Uh-huh. And so they fuck the market up and- if you have any idea, which I'm so, this is such a crazy coincidence. Do you know what a Beckett guide is? No, no. Okay, the Beckett guide is for for comic book. I mean, for for baseball cards. Okay, you check the Beckett, right? So you know the Beckett is the guide for um, how much your Jordan uh, rookie card is worth, how much your Ken Griffey rookie card is worth. Blah, blah. So the diamonds have the same guide. What's it called? What is it called? It's oh, called, it's a rap report shit, rap right? Report, yeah. I, I, yeah, I see. I've seen that. So the rap rap sheet is. They, that's, the, that's the nickname. The rap sheet tells you what a wholesale cost on a diamond is. The only thing that fucks it up is that, okay, they're, they're the standard universal scale. So if you're in India, if you're in Dubai, if you're in, um, I'm thinking anything that's not North America, if you're in Mexico, wherever else, right. you use the rap port, that's the standard guide. Now, people using Blue Nile, the fucked up part about it is 
when I'm buying diamond wholesale through a dealer, and let's say I find some Hasidic Jews in New York City and I buy a diamond, sometimes they're giving me a price that's literally a few hundred dollars better than Blue Nile. Uh huh. And that's why I hate Blue Nile. Okay. Because it's, I don't want to go through another fucking business. I'm going through a dealer, and that's where the game is now, and they're, they're leveling the playing field. Now, for me, where I get my money is that my hands touched it. Do you know what I'm trying to say right. to you? You know, when Tiffany charges, you know, okay, for instance, I'll give you a perfect example. My store is opening up the Beverly Center next month, right? Right. I tried to get in there for five years. For a while, there was this company that uses a turquoise little box that's famous for hundreds and hundreds of years. And they said, oh, that Ben Baller guy? No, we can't have that because it's an unfair competition clause. And they pull out some crazy language and a legal thing. And pretty much, I was selling a diamond for 60 grand that they sell for 120,000. And I'm like, you think I'm getting over? Holy fucking shit. The same exact thing? Yeah, these fu- and I'm talking about grading scales now, GIA, the whole nine, certificates and everything. But they appraise their thing a little differently, which is bullshit. You know, when you get robbed, or you have homeowner's insurance or anything else, you have to claim it at a certain to- you know, at a certain price, whatever it may be. But when you get it from them, I guess they give you a little more if you have a receipt or whatever. But what I'm getting at is if you're going out there, just try to find somebody reputable. Try to gauge your work or what you have or what you're buying or what you're interested in with maybe Blue Nile. Don't go to eBay because it's so much fake shit. But and don't believe the salesperson. Whatever the never, fuck you do, do never. not. When you're going, even if they're telling the truth, just be like, "Fuck you." You have to, you have to, you have to fact check. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to diligently fact yeah, check. You do. So, so before I get to the pieces and all the fucking crazy jewelry stories, let me just ask you this: Are are diamonds a good investment? Like, if you buy a ring, you you buy your you buy your wife a ring. If and okay. and and you you, no, you something happens with your wife. It's, it's it in general. It depending, like if you're buying, if okay. you buy a good one, you, yeah. you buy a, like a, you spend twenty five thousand dollars on the best twenty five thousand dollar ring. Like it's just a great ring. It's then, then great. you're just basically putting your money somewhere else. That's all it is. Yeah, and you're good. It's not going to necessarily uh, go up, but it's it, it shouldn't go down. It shouldn't go down, and you'll definitely eventually, yeah, it'll go up here and there. Like someone who spent twenty grand, like in two thousand six, their ring might be thirty grand now, right? Or twenty five, twenty eight, twenty seven, depending on what it is, right? Now, if you were to spend a million on some stones, like a, a, a rare diamond, you know, you could fuck around and flip it for 2.5. Because, you know, you realize- But I'm talking about the regular person. Yeah. Okay, the regular person, you shouldn't be- You, you, you could get your wife a diamond, which is, you know, that, that, that's fine. But if you're going out, I tell people this all the time. And I know so you don't want to get into this whole thing, but I have to. Because I was an A&R and because I was giving people advances, and this is when it was good- I hate to see an 18-year-old kid get his rap contract and he's like, yo, all right, your advance is 200 grand. All right, now mind you, this is supposed to last you until you finish the first half of the album and then we give you another and then when you turn the album and then you get the rest of your money, right? So you need to get an apartment or you need a house, you need to do this, this, and this. What does he do? Benz, Beamer, watch, Rolex, chain, the whole nine, and no more money for anything else, right? And this is how these fucking guys go broke. So pretty much, pretty much now with these 360 deals and you don't own your publishing and you know, you don't get your merch. I've never heard of that shit in my entire life. When people are telling me, I had a dinner last night with like three multi-platinum, A-list, enormous stars. And one of them was like, yo, why didn't I get invited? (laughs) And he's like, I own all my publishing. And when he said that, I was so fucking blown away because- 
you know, besides like Tyler the Creator, like nobody has their publishing. You know what I mean? No one has like, you know, their merch. And these guys are murdering it. And for labels to ask for the merch because the game is so fucked up now with streaming and you can't sell records and it's just labels crazy. Labels want the merchandise? Yeah, they're taking, they're taking, they're, they're taking touring, dude. It's crazy. So Damn. going on, when a young dude comes to me and he's like, yo, I want to get a chain. Uh, my cousin, my business partner, who is very just, he, he hates that I do this. I don't want anybody coming back and trying to sell the chain back to me or try to do this, that, and the third and go through the headache. And I was like, listen, bro, if I were you, man, are you sure you want to drop 60 grand on a chain right now? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, listen, bro, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something. Like, I know a lot of dudes, and I bring up, like, Smush Parker's name. I'm like, listen, Smush Parker used to come to me, buy all this crazy jewelry, had the Smush Galade, and blah, blah, and I have no idea where dude is now, and who knows, and I'm just letting you know, man, you never know, you know? I'm just asking you, if you got it, it's really nothing, do you know what I'm saying? Floyd got it, you know what I'm saying? Like, someone like, even AI, they're like, oh, AI went broke. You know what? I'll be real with you. During that time when they're saying Iverson was broke, he was wearing a million-dollar fucking chain on his neck. And this is Las Vegas NBA All-Star 07 or 08 or whatever year it was. And it's like, some people got it, some people don't. Do you know, people don't know how to spend their money right. And there's other, there's other ways. Yes, if you fuck around and buy a bunch of change, you can fuck around and go broke. So I give them the disclaimer because I don't want to be held responsible right. for you fucking up your shit. And you don't want to coming back trying to sell shit back to you or but return it and any of that shit. 99% of every jeweler I know will never give them that disclaimer. Right. They just okay. It's just boom, 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 yeah. boom. And 95% of jewelers are Jewish, even though half my family is Jewish. You know, <laughs> so wait, are you half Korean, half Jewish? What it is, is my mom's three sisters married into Jewish families. So then all my cousins are Jewish because they were born Jewish, mothers converted. But they're, you know, Polish Jew, Israeli Jew, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, my cousins all went to, dude, they went to Yeshiva, they went to Temple Israel, they went to Temple Emmanuel. My other cousins graduated from Stephen S. Wise. You know, so I grew up that. My sister married you, converted. My nieces are Jewish, so like half my family is Jewish. I went to Beverly Hills fucking high school, bro. I went to school with 63%, I'm sorry, 71% Jewish people, you know? Right. Then you got the Persian Jews, you got the regular, it's just like battles all over the fucking place. So I just grew up around that all my life, right. you know? But I respect it because half my family is, and people think I did it to help my jewelry sales. No, I'm like, dude, like, you know, I'm not going to fucking Seder just for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. All right. Ben Baller did the chain. If I said to you, your five most proud pieces that you made for celebs, what would they be? Now, you've done fucking, I, I, I mean, I, I, Drake, Nas, Tyler, the Creator, Snoop Dogg, everybody. You just said Smush Parker, which ASAP Ferg. Push Justin Bieber, Michael Jackson. You made fucking jewelry for Michael Jackson. You made jewelry for President Barack Obama or his crew. So if I said your top five pieces that you made, who would they be? And do you physically make them? Like, are you? Yeah. yeah. You, so, are you so, like doing so, the thing? Like, are you burning so, the stuff? So, and so for instance, okay, let's 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 start with that first, and we're gonna go into the top five. There's there's jewelers who are a jeweler. Because by trade they sell and trade diamonds, and they look at they look at um you know they look at stones that you know they work in a jewelry store so technically by trade you're a jeweler. Then there's a master jeweler, who someone can weld, right? Laser weld, set stones, repair. They're a goldsmith part time. Anything else? There's a lot of different tiles for a jeweler. I can do all the above, but. Wolfgang Puck is not going to be throwing a pizza every single fucking day in his, in his shop. He's got the people to do it. Dr. Dre is not going to be playing piano on every single beat. 
he produced it though, right? I got you. You don't see anybody else's credits, maybe except on publishing. And who the fuck's going to see like, oh, C. Brodus, A. Young. Oh, who are these guys after? Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? So I have a team, love them, respect them to death. But yeah, I orchestrate and oversee everything that I touch, especially if I say. But we have jewelers in my, in, you know, I have, I have a team of jewelers and, you know, master jewelers, bench jewelers that are inside my crew that make things for my brand, IF and Co. I got you. But for me personally, when it comes to the big dogs, I got to touch this shit. Right. Do you feel me? I got to right. touch every aspect. All right, what was the final polish? You know, you start off with the wax cut and this. But I Do have you a go to school guy. for this? Yeah, you, but, but my uncle and my, and my cousin taught me everything. I got you. Now, everyone under me had to go to school. I got you. Because like, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, Kobe didn't go to college, you know? I got just you. Kinda, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I just kind of- welding kinda, and all that shit, it doesn't no, seem you, like, you, it's you, like, it you, seems you, like a skill. It is, but- there's you like can't a just lot go of, to the welding park and shoot like welding. Like it's like, like there's a lot of Korean people from Korea that just they learn that trade through like, like literally just watching somebody. It's in their it's in their yeah. families. I mean, okay, no offense. How many Mexican people in LA went to school for construction? These motherfuckers are building five story, hundred story buildings I got or whatever. You. you get what I'm saying? So going on top five. Um, I did a list for Complex a while back, but it was the best I thought as far as my pieces. Oh, you did a list of best of other just pieces. The top one hundred hip hop jewelry pieces of all time. You know what I'm saying? And they want me to do a new one now because it's been like six or seven years. I mean, it's gonna get tough now because some of this shit these kids are spending their money. It is some goofy. I want to stay focused. I want to stay focused because these guys are wearing some off the wall shit. Let's go off the top. It's tough because the first two are like they mean so much to me because of I go with the backstory, I go with the execution, I go with. Everything that I put into this. So let's start off with John Mayer. Okay. John Mayer's Big Lebowski, the dude piece was so stupid because one, anyone who is a film buff like me or you are, you realize the Coen brothers, that movie, the, the cult that, that goes on with that. There's movie theaters across the country right now that still play Lebowski on a Friday night and people go there and the word Lebowski for word. Lebowski Festival. Yeah. And that and everything. And like, you know, John Mayer, dude, like, like you know, He's not buying, like, he's a watch connoisseur. He owns $25 million watches at least minimum, right? Dude is, is so, I, I can't explain it to you. He's like the celebrity, you can't hate him. It doesn't matter how good looking right, right, and everything right. else. Just a, one of the nicest guys I know. And he's okay. really, he's a personal friend of mine. When he hit me up for his 40th birthday present and he gave me the idea, he just sends me a picture of the dude in his car and he's like, this is what I want. I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here. And building it with him in the process and going through like three different molds and going through everything. And it was like the effort that went in there was like, this is fucking insane. Then we executed the dude. I found a Japanese scale Lebowski doll from Tokyo, right? From Tokyo. Get the doll. We make the mold. And then we like start going, okay, do we make the hair diamonds? Uh-huh. Do we just make it like lined up? Do we use enamel for the glass? And finally, you know, we released what it is and it came, it came out amazing that people started fucking hitting me up like Varney, if you know the, the sunglass company Varney. Uh-huh. he was wearing Varney's in the movie they hit me up like hey we want to send you and John Mayer some glasses you know because we appreciate what you did and that's like I don't want to go too deep into it but that, that's definitely up okay. there number two now something uh, like that now because I don't know if it's been documented the prices I don't like because ever since the, I, I don't like to blow people shit up because I don't care about the money um, is there versions of that did you get asked to do versions Cheaper versions, more attainable, because he probably spent money that ninety nine point nine percent of the people yeah. don't. But that love Lebowski, that would love. Yeah. So, a lot of people hit me up for like, hey, can we just get a silver version, not gold? Because you know, look at, let's just say, for instance, 
for argument's sake, the piece was six figures. I right. can't go into deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't care about that. I don't want you to. Certain celebrities sign, I had to sign, and like Yeezy, for instance, Yay, for instance, I got to sign an NDA every time, boom. But like, um, like rappers, they never care about NDAs. They want everyone to know how much they spent, right? So let's just say six figures. Let's say the piece costs 100000 If it was made in silver, it would cost like, Eight thousand. That's how different. Damn. It's crazy because. But of, it would still be eight thousand. No, no, but not the same thing. Be, but let's say now. Let's say, for instance, I made it in China, and I made it out of stainless steel, uh, and I gold plated it I in see. fucking Dongguan, China, and whatever. Then that piece, if you're only making one, now if I'm making a hundred thousand of them on an assembly line, totally different because I can afford to make them. For, do you know how to do all that shit? Yeah, I mean, I know how to, how to, how to put all that together. Yeah, for sure. Like we've done, like. You know, there's beer companies like Diamond Supplier, Zoomies, and I've done like, you know, Ben Baller chains that were like 99 bucks. That right, cost me right. like 25, 30 bucks. But at the same time, you. people are like, hey, listen, it only costs you 20 bucks. I'm like, bro, there's marketing. You know, we got to fucking yeah, well, fly. And we and gotta do- fucking wants every, you know, it's like, motherfuckers want to, like, you can't be Ben Baller without balling. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, but so, it's a business. You it's know? a you fucking gotta, business. Like, it's not, you know, yeah. Ben, being Ben Baller is a, is a business. You know what I mean? Yeah, being yeah. the Gringo Man Dingo, this is a full time <laughs> fucking job. All right, so go ahead. So, so the so, next four. So, so number two, I'd say, Lil Uzi's, he has two pieces of mind that are just out of this earth, but let's talk about, okay, as far as jewelers, there's very few that are famous, right? Jacob definitely won, and I idolized him when he got put in jail. Is he still in jail? No, he got out. When he got put in jail, though, I slid right in and like was like, boom. That, I had one moment, because there was three other guys that were you know big, <laughs> and then Jacob's cousins are huge. They're still in the game right now. And I was like, listen... There's no West Coast jeweler. Do you know what I'm saying? Everything's in New York. Kind of like, like you know, like West Coast rap wasn't as respe- respected, you know what I mean, for a long time, whatever. So same with jewelry. How many jewelers are famous and become a personality, had their own reality show on, you know, had, had you know, you name it. You know, I'm the most followed jeweler in the world, right? And like, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, you know? And like with Uzi, we made a movie on his first chain. We made the movie like for real. Like we, we shut the game down with his Uzi piece and we like mimic Pharrell's Gucci link chain, all the Fruity Pebble diamonds, everything. So on this next chain, now Uzi got TMZ exposure. I, and I'll say this straight up. I even actually made his glow up even bigger. Do you know what I mean? Like right. I, I gave him his, his swagger got crazy after that, right? His clout levels got went up and everything. So now he's a big rock star. First time I meet him, he's like, yo, Ben Baller. I've been wanting to meet you forever, you know, blah, blah. I didn't want to go through ASAP Rocky to meet you, you know, and I just, whatever, and boom. And like, by the way, Rocky was, was very influential and introduced me to these young, the new young wave of rappers because he's like the godfather of right. all that shit. So um, going on, Uzi hits me up and he sends me this picture of Marilyn Manson that Terry Richardson shot. Right. Now, the thing is, a lot of people in rap, and I know it's like, oh, the fuck, you think we're stupid? No, I'm not saying you're stupid, but a lot of people aren't, you know, not articulate, but, they, you know, there's a lot of people that don't, don't know who Terry Richardson is. Or right, right, right. Be. And like, all right, boom, Terry Richardson shot this for the cover of Paper Magazine, and this is Marilyn Manson. A lot of people don't know who the fuck Marilyn Manson right. is. Now, going on. I mean, some people don't give a fuck about that goofy ghoul cocksucker. Yeah, I'm yeah. just playing. <laughs> so, Uzi loves this guy, right? Right, right. And he's... Fake Lucifer, you know, right. blah, blah, whatever. Listen, I don't get into people's things. Yeah, do until you Until you start ranting about slavery was a choice, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't get involved until right. that. So, going on. I didn't like that he started talking shit about Bieber. And, I, like, I'm like, why are you shitting on Bieber? Let this fuck, like, who, who are you? Who shit on him? Marilyn Manson. Oh, fuck, He started popping he? shit about Bieber, and I'm like, 
my man, without the pigeon blood and the whole, you're like just your your whole show is is. This, what is the Halloween shit? It, it, uh, um, the, Halloween Horror Nights. What? Yeah, it's some it's some haunted horror shit. Like if you take all that shit away, like like rock your shit acoustic, you you can't fuck with Justin Bieber. Why are you shitting on Bieber? Anyway, go ahead. So Uzi says, "Let's make this piece." Long story short, I make it. It came out as far as craftsmanship. I have to say is the best thing I've ever made in my entire life. Okay. Right? Better than Michael Jackson's fucking brooch, which we're coming up next, but I'm just saying it was the best thing. And, you know, the crazy part about it was it was Easter Sunday and he's performing on a stage. This is Uzi. He's now, his balls have grown. He popped his cherry. He's doing festivals now. This motherfucker ain't like some small dude. He's doing the big stage at Coachella. I have two hours to get to Coachella. We've talked about this already. I have colitis. I don't like to be in the car for two hours in the hot sun. I like to have every single route, know where I'm getting off. I got to jump off the In-N-Out and use the restroom, whatever. I have water. The I have everything out, ready. If you're lucky, you, yeah. the 10 freeway, as we okay. know, is my bathroom. Yeah. I look at the 10 freeway so, as a public bathroom. I'm driving to Palm Springs. I bring a separate outfit because I'm wearing this fucking preppy, goofy outfit for my wife and my kids for Easter. And I'm at the Langham Hotel in Pasadena. I change into my hip-hop shit, get in the car, and I start smashing to fucking Coachella. All right? I get there. Of course, Uzi's late, blah, blah, whatever. We go through the whole thing. And Uzi goes, I don't even want to see it. And I was like, the fuck you talking about? And he goes, I'm going to bring you out on stage. And I'm like, wow. How many jewelers do you know have ever gone on stage in Coachella or going in any, let alone any enormous show? Never has it happened, right? So in the middle of his set, before he's about to do one of his biggest songs, EXO Tour Life, Uzi goes, yo, yo, I got something to say, man. Yo, where's my jeweler at? Yo, where's Ben Baller at? And I walk out on stage in front of like fucking 60,000 people. And he goes, pull my chain out. And I pull it out. And I remember Virgil was there. Tyga was there. Like uh, Rocky. I mean, every fucking person, like whatever was watching Uzi perform, they were like, yo, this shit is crazy. That's dope. I did a choker chain with spikes. Pharrell was even like, Pharrell doesn't even fucking fuck with jewelry, even though he's the, the god of gods when it came to him and Nigo. Pharrell was like, that's special. That's crazy. What, ben, what you did for Tyler and, and Uzi, crazy, right? That's the most ultimate compliment. No one else could say anything. Right. Or, or you could say anything you want to, but for Pharrell to give the props... But doesn't doesn't Pharrell, he has like that Johnny Depp like pirate shit. It's like diamonds. Yeah, he has, like, he has a bunch of shit too. I'm saying he's evolved into a different level of high fashion. Right, jewelry. right. He's on some but other shit. When I'm getting on the hip hop shit, he didn't graduated to God level. He's immortal now in that world. Right. But this toker chain, everything, the Marilyn Manson, and then never in a million years did I think it was gonna go that viral to where I'm like driving and I'm not even listening to Hip Hop Nation or Shade 45. I'm listening to the heat, channel 46 on fucking on, <laughs> on the serious and like Guess who just got a quarter million dollar chain? I'm like, I'm like, he's not talking about Uzi. I'm like, well, who else could he be talking about, right? Then TMZ's running the story. Then TMZ stops me with ASAP Rocky. Hey, how about Uzi's chain? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then it goes so big, it keeps going on. Paper Magazine's like, oh right. my God, boom. Then Marilyn Manson fucking posts the picture on his page. Oh, and shit. And he goes, my son, you've done well with the fucking, you know what I mean? The fucking devil shit, all that blah. And then... Him and Marilyn Manson become good friends. Oh, shit. And then now Uzi's like, I guess, not A&R, but like creative consultant for Marilyn Manson's comeback out. Just a lot of shit going on with that. That, that piece sparred so, you know, it spawned so much shit. Does he still have it? Oh, fuck yeah, bro. That's a legendary piece, dude. Yeah, have you ever made something for somebody that you put your heart and soul in? Like you see them a year later, like, yo, I fucking lost that 
ring or I lost that bracelet. Like, I mean, or, or yeah, if you spend that much, does it really? Dude, one time I made fabulous $100,000 chain that said Loso with the Carlitos way thing. And the crazy part was it was this fucking gigantic canary diamond yellow gold. You f- and heavy as fuck. New Yorkers love their shit heavy. New Yorkers like fucking heavy Cuban. New Yorkers started all the trends. C- Fabius always had his jewelry game on point, and Fab had this chain said Loso. And if you flip it over, it's all white on white diamonds. It's two pieces in one. Dude, he hits me up one day. I decided to post a piece on my BBM. Do you remember BBM back yeah, in the yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. I had BBM blogs posted. He's like, yo, my man, did you see the piece? And I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. He goes, Dog, I lost the piece. Lost it? Yeah. How the fuck do you lose something? He like had that? it in a bag of his jewelry and his assistant had it or something. For, from, for, I don't remember exactly, but they left it in a van at a video shoot. Damn. And it went back. It, but it happens a lot, dude. And it's crazy. Like, Jesus. You know, YG, super yeah, famous. Yeah, you know, yeah. fuck Donald Trump, YG. Yeah. I made him a piece the size of a fucking iPad. He was the first person I said, bro, you're young. You a real ass gangster. You're a real affiliated fucking gangbanger. You just got some paper. You got tooted and booted, hitting whatever. And, you know, I didn't know because that was the song. Listen to YG's music now, and it's evolved into like dope, super dope rap shit. He's like one of the few people I really fuck with. And he's on right. the West too, and I'm like, you, you sure you want to drop this kind of money on chain? He's like, yo, listen, man, shut the fuck up, Ben Baller, man, give him my motherfucking chain. And like this dude used to shout me out on stage and everything. And I was like, all right, let's make the chain. So he left his in a taxi, I think, or something, like something crazy. I don't know, dude. You know, shit happens, man. Yo. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. All right, so number, give me the number third, the third one. So, you said you Michael Jackson shit. My, let's go to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Now, the level of it, hip hop wise, was not there, right? It was. Well, I made a few pieces for him. I made belt buckle, everything else. Did he but, come see you, or does he send a guy? Dude, the story about we're gonna get into about Michael Jackson right now is the next level shit that no one's ever heard ever, and the confidentiality agreement expired like three years ago. So I can talk about this now. This is crazy. So anyways, I had to meet this dude three times. One time I met him in Brentwood in a coffee shop right off San Vicente. Michael Jackson. Yes. His manager was one that set everything up. I meet him there. I don't know why. Then I asked this Vietnamese dude who worked at the cafe that had croissants. And it was like fancy Brentwood shit. You know, like the Brentwood $30 million house area. Brentwood, right? And so I go, I say, man, do you know who that is right there? And he goes, he couldn't see Mike. And he's like, yeah. I was like, "Who, who is that? And he goes, that's Michael Jackson's manager. How would you know? He goes, because Mike comes here once in a while. And I was like, bro, you know, this is like 2008, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, this is like a weird time. So we talk about a few pieces. Now, this is the crazy part. Exactly how far me and you are, that's how far me and MJ were. Manager's here. I'd ask him something, and he'd talk to the manager and speak to me in third person. He wouldn't talk to me directly. He would talk to his manager. Would he look at you? Maybe glance. Where was he looking? He was just like looking into anywhere. He was... He was into a whole different, different, different space zone and whatever. I don't know. Now, this is the crazy part. Huh. My cousin dated his nephew. So I've been to Neverland before. Right. Okay. Now, this is the crazy part. I grew up as a break dancer. Okay. I was an extra in the movie Breaking. I've been break dancing almost, you know, I was like a heavy break dancer. If you're breakdancing and you see that moonwalk back when, you know, when it came to it, did you remember the fucking seeing him moonwalk for the first time? Like, bro, what it did to me and everything and everything, bro, I idolized this dude. You know, it's a different level of, of yeah, idolization. Yeah, that's other shit. Yeah, this is Michael Jackson. And he's totally bugged out. He won't even fucking speak to you. And I'm accepting it because it's him, it's dude. Michael Jackson. And if Bieber ever talked to me like that and that's my man. No one could pull that yeah. off except for Michael yeah. Jackson. I put not, Bieber. Not Kobe, yeah. not Michael Jordan. No. 
Now, Mike Tyson. Yeah, I'll put Bieber in a headlock. You know what I'm saying? No like, other mics could do it. And the thing is, there's no security anywhere, even though his manager's a pretty badass motherfucking like Eastern European or Italian gangster dude. I just, there was so much respect that you're shitting on me right now. I'm not going to say a fucking thing about it. All right. So we talk about some stuff. No one knows the whole story. He t- shows me a fucking unicorn uh, uh, a crest. And he goes, this is my logo. There was an M, a J, there was a unicorn there. And it was like a, not a regular unicorn. And he goes, I want this to be made with the top rubies of rubies. So I'm like, rubies? I'm like, now this is where jeweler comes in. Jewelry 101 comes in. I'm like, rubies? It's just like $200 a carat, maybe 350 bucks a carat. You know, diamonds could be thousand, depending on saying the smaller stones, you know? I'm like, this is going to be a fucking breeze. This finna be a breeze, right? So... I tell him, all right. And I was like, what are you looking to spend? Mind you, at the time, everyone's saying he's broke. He had no money, blah, 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 whatever. I made the joy for up to the la- till, till he passed away. So I had a budget of $40,000 to make this brooch. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to murder this thing, right? So I'm like, and I'm going to make a crazy profit because this motherfucker goes in and buys all kinds of Fabergé eggs and spends money. Don't give a fuck. He just fucks off money, you know? So I go make this piece and I bring it back like a week later, super fast. And he's like, this is terrible. You know what? I think this was a bad idea. You he know, says that? Yeah, he said, this is awful. This is not what I wanted, blah, blah, whatever. And to be honest with you, it didn't look very good, but that's the artwork he gave me. And trying to get a hold of him and his manager and trying to get like, you know, going back with proofs. You know, like you find something like now, it's like, fuck this. I take it in my own initiative. You want a piece from me, bro? This is what you're going to get. Right. You know, you already know. This is me in the game three years and I've landed the God of all gods, right? And this guy's shopping with like fucking graph. Do you know what I'm saying? And going to, you know, Harry Winston, meeting the fucking CEO and things like that. You know, going to fucking to Saudi Arabia and like getting a gift for $20 million from a, from a, from a, from a sheik. Right. So I convinced him that I'm going to use natural blue diamonds. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to make it more detailed. And he goes, yeah, I don't like these little small diamonds. Small diamonds, he means Michael like- Michael says like, this. Yeah, like pave. This is pave when it's a bunch of small diamonds right, here, right? Right, right, right. And he's like, I don't like that. I need you to make it with big diamonds. I'm, you know, you know, you know who I am. And I was sitting there, I was like, no, I mean, I, I, I made him say that to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, bro, I made, like, could you imagine if I'm Michael Jordan? I'm like, yo, do you know who the fuck I am? Like, we're at a basketball court of all places. Were you bugging out when he was like, didn't like your shit? Nah, I, I, I kind of felt like he gave me a bad, uh, a bla- bad blueprint. I got like, you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the artwork was already... Did, did, now, did he have the Michael Jackson voice, the, the soft shit? Because a lot of people talk about meeting him, and then in real life... No, it wasn't, it wasn't like, hi, da, da, da. It was, you know, it was, I heard this guy cuss, you know, a hundred times. Like, he cussed, he said some crazy shit. And but was the voice softer, or was it more of a, like, little had a little bass, bass in it? A little more bass in it, yeah. It wasn't the fruity pebble shit. No, nah, a little more bass in it, right? But it wasn't like, he didn't have fucking, you know, he didn't have Teddy Pendergrass's voice, you know? Right, right. But, like... I go back to the drawing board. I make this piece and I, he likes it. So I'm like, fucking amazing. Now he wants a 50 carat diamond buckle, belt buckle. And I'm like, this dude's out of his fucking mind. Better for me, right? Uh-huh. So he's renting this house on Sunset by like UCLA, like kind of like in that one area, right? Bel Air, blah, blah, whatever. Holy Hills or That's the house where he passed away in, right? Yeah. So this house is fucking enormous. Um, you go I, to the house? On the, the last time I ever saw him, I go to the house. We start talking about a bunch of stuff, and this is when I realized, Ben, you're out of your league, and you have to just let him know you're out of your league. So he goes, I'm looking for a diamond, 
and this diamond was like a 47 karat blue diamond that was worth maybe like at the time maybe like seven million dollars and it was dude it wasn't only was it beyond my pre grade and everything else it was so i was so out of my element that like it was embarrassing right because it sounds not, like some james bond yeah shit. this is beyond like, no, really shit. like for real like could you imagine like you'd be like yo listen um where are you going oh you know i'm gonna have lunch in dubai tomorrow right and then i'm gonna fly to paris and i'm gonna slide down the Eiffel Tower and then maybe I'm going to go home. You know, just crazy shit like right, that. It was right. like, it didn't make sense to me. So we had this conversation. We're talking. He's in the middle of saying something and he gets up. Again, this is not talking to me. He gets up off his couch and he leaves in the middle of a conversation. I'd say I thought we were about 80% done in our discussion. So he leaves. So I sit back. 10 minutes goes by. You're there by yourself at yes, this point? Yes, in his house. You and Michael Jackson? And his manager. His manager and him, he gets up, then his manager gets up, and so I figure, all right, And they're cool. not like, hold on, I'm going to go get a drink. They don't say nothing. They he just, just, he just gets up. The conversation, he just- And like I said, we have- to are onto another thing. There's 20% left that we need to talk about. So, and this is the last time I ever saw him, by the way. So, he leaves, we're not done, and uh, 20 minutes goes by. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm not going to disrespect him. So I'm just going to chill. 45 minutes goes by and I'm like, all right, fuck this shit. Like, you know, not saying like, fuck him, but like, all right, dude, like I need to figure out what's going on because maybe something's wrong. Maybe something's wrong in the house. Maybe something's going on. So I get up, I start walking around. I never get lost. I'm, my geography's insane. I'd be in China, fucking Korea, Philippines. I know where I'm at. I go through a wrong door. I don't know where the fuck I'm at. <laughs> I run into his chef and he goes, hey, we doing? I was like, hey, uh, you seen MJ? And he goes, I haven't seen MJ in a week. And I was like, what? And he goes, I haven't seen MJ in a week. And he goes, um, who are you? I said, oh, I'm Ben Baller. I'm a jeweler. And he goes, oh, you're a jeweler? You make jewelry? I was like, yeah. And this dude is like a regular, you know, white dude, whatever. And, um, you know, he didn't have like a French accent or nothing or anything. So, you know, but I mean, he's, he's a chef. So could you imagine how fucking ill this dude is? Right. It's got to be the illest dude in Alaska, right? seen right? him in a week. Yeah. So, like... I'm thinking in my brain like this dude's like on some special ed shit. Like I'm getting some alligator souffle, right. you know, blah, blah, whatever. So at that point, I've signed a confidentiality agreement, you know? So I could ask this dude pretty much. I mean, I felt confident as this dude anything because I can't talk about it, right? right? So I'm like, all right, man, you know, um, you haven't seen him? And he goes, no, dude, this is a big house. If you, if you haven't noticed, it's a very big house, you know, um, I haven't seen him. So, uh, you know, I was like, oh, so you haven't cooked in a week? And he goes, no, I cook. There's food always here. I cook every day. I was like, What's the craziest thing you've ever cooked for Michael Jackson? I'm sorry, I just I just want to know. And he goes, the craziest thing. And he's eating chips, and he's like, by the way, chips that he made, right? Potato chips he made. Right. He goes, he goes, we were in Paris during the Dangerous tour, and um, I guess he rented out the entire penthouse. I don't know what the hotel was. Rented out the entire the entire floor. The bro. I don't know if there are 75 rooms on the floor. I don't know if there's 100, but there's more than like 15 rooms on the floor, right? right. Rents the whole top floor out because he didn't want to be on the same floor. And he said he was leaving to go to the show to perform. And he came up to me and he goes, I'm going to be coming back at this time with some guests, my little friends. So I want you to make some gourmet chocolate Easter eggs. I want you to hide them all over the hotel and we're going to have an Easter egg hunt. And that was the fucking most bugged out shit I ever heard in my and entire life. Saying him saying his little friends. Because Who the fuck are his little friends? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. That wasn't what I meant. But I'm just saying like that's what <laughs> that was the verbatim what he said. But the ill shit was you're a chef, right? You're you're Michael Jackson's chef. So if he says he wants a pizza, you gotta have a pizza and ready to go in the right. fridge. If you have you want um, kimchi, 
Right. Got her ready to go, right? Right. Oh, you know what? Today I want to have Jamaican goat curry, whatever. Do you know what I'm trying to say to you? Right, like that, right. the, the, this, this fridge. This high end shit. His fridge was bigger than this room that we're in right now. No joke, straight up. I grabbed a Mountain Dew out of that bitch, all right? <laughs> so, like, I'm thinking, who has the gold foil at 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. or something right. in Paris to go? But he had to obviously make you it happen. Find the shit. Yeah, and then make the fucking chocolate eggs, right, with a little hollow inside and hide them around the fucking. That's just some crazy shit. That's some crazy shit. So, just because shit. of the experience. MJ gets top five regardless because of who he is and everything else. Of course. All right, number two more. So Tyler, the creator, um, it's like a, a, a... Well, what is his deal in terms of, like, what's his fucking deal? Like, <laughs> like a few years ago he came, like, I was like, oh, this guy's bringing some new shit. I'm like, and then the music, like, I, I respect him. I've met him. He's a nice guy. But I'm like, what is his fucking story, this Tyler, the creator? What, is, what does he do? Like, do the kids like his music? Like, he brought this whole thing in, like, because I think he's more talented than his music oh, has shown. He's, he, have you seen his videos? He's insane. He's an unbelievable director, and yeah. He's like, he's like an artist so listen, kind of kid, but I'm like, known, where are the bangers at? All right. I've known Tyler since he was 16. All right. And Some he Fairfax know, shit, right? Yeah. He worked, he worked in the Diamond Store, you know, he worked at, you know, Diamond Supply, you know, which, which shout out to my boy, Nick Diamond. Um, you know, he's on Fairfax. He was one of the OG kids running around Fairfax, skateboarding around, and he created this collective, you know. You know, his, 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 his manager and that runs his label and everything is, was Eminem's, you know, artist director, mm -hmm. you know, at, at, back at Interscope. And uh, Chris Clancy's amazing, talented dude. And they brought up this collective with Odd Future. And, you know, Tyler had a vision. And he's super weird and everything else, but he's a genius. He's brilliant in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I think he has like four albums out or three. I don't know exactly, but I'm going to be real with you. I might know like three songs and a couple that I fuck with, but like not really and everything. And he knows that. And he'll do shows. I don't go to a lot of shows with him. But... Something about him, you know, he has a crazy following, right. and, and you know, like I think Uzi was spawned from that, and a lot yeah, of other he people. Yeah, he spawned this sort of like offbeat nerd, whatever the fuck you want to call it, like you know, nerdier than like you know, like the the, the Pharrell nerd. Like I can't even compare yeah. him to Pharrell because Pharrell's on a different level. But the, even like weirder than Fishbone was back in the day when like music was out. He just was he was so it's alternative like hip hop nerd yeah. shit. It was just crazy. But I'm like. I don't know what the fuck it is. The thing about Tyler that I love is that, okay, he has a private account, Instagram account, he has a private Twitter account, and even though that's like 130, no, like less than that shit, like 45 people follow it, right? And like, he'll really talk there, and he really uses it really well, and some of the shit he says is, is, is amazing. Like, I wish I could fuck, it's fucking hilarious. I won't speak about it, but it's hilarious. So like, I don't, try to understand Tyler but there's a lot of other sides of him that no one would ever think like right. for instance you would never think that he owns McLarens and Ferraris and like he likes that shit and I'm a car connoisseur if it wasn't for how, as corny LA first world this sounds if it wasn't for my Ferrari dealer Amir who sold Austin Rivers his car me and Austin Rivers are really good friends he said, listen to this Austin Rivers podcast about, for the, and that's where I found your podcast. Oh, right, right, right. Through Austin Rivers, right? Right, right, right. So like, you know, like Tyler's just a car dude and whatever. And like, he loves music. I'm gonna tell you this real quick. One of the first things I respected was one, you come on the show, you break out and you have your, 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 your break beats, you have your funky beat, you have music. And I'm like, wow, you know what? 
I'm going to check Michael Rappaport because one time I saw him in Target about 11 years ago. Me? Yeah. And you're with your two kids. They were pretty young at the time. And you were like, in a, you were in your fucking, you were in your Danny Aiello mode. You're like, what the fuck? Hey, hey, how you doing? You looked at me, you made eye contact with me. Okay, you fuck you. Yeah. Oh, have a nice day. You know, you're, you're irritated. It could have been the Clytus. It could have been the kids are driving you crazy. I'm a dad. I get it. And I was like, you know, boom, I've seen Zebrahead, bro. Think I'm from, I'm OG, right? I've seen everything. You know, I remember fucking, your name wasn't Telly. What was it from, from, uh, from, uh, um, uh, um, higher uh, learning. Uh, Remy. Remy, Remy. Tell his cousin from uh, yeah. kids. <laughs> so tell his, right. But so, you know, I'm like, I'm like soaking this all in. I'm like, listen, I'm going to check this dude when I get on this show one day. <laughs> and then the hip hop knowledge got me fucked up and it fucked me up pretty deep. And then it got deeper and deeper. And I was like, yo, this dude is so in it now that he's in it deeper than me. And then you brought J-Rock on the show and you're talking about someone, one of my comrades is DJing. Right. And it's like, Sex Mach- Live at the Sex Machine is one of my favorite mixtapes you ever put out ever. Then we got into basketball. And I love when people troll me and say, you don't oh, know I'm shit trolling about anything. You. We haven't gotten yeah. to the basketball yeah. yet. And I'm like, oh, I don't fucking hate. No, what I'm saying is just getting on to where what I'm getting at is, is going to relate back to the whole story. It's okay. just a very big U-turn. And it's like, boom. And then you said the name of all names that fucked me up. You said Willie Hutch, bro. Uh. The first time I heard your show. And I'm like, you don't understand. One of my first projects at Aftermath when I was head of a at Aftermath Entertainment was we were we got we booked the American Pimp soundtrack. Uh. So American Pimp was a, was a Hughes Brothers movie. Do you remember that documentary? Of course, of course. So they did American Pimp and Dr. Dre goes, yo, let me, let me, let me play you the first song we got for the soundtrack. And it was the Mac. I choose you, Willie Hutch. And he replayed the whole thing and it was like... And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, and I was digging in the crates heavy. Roy Ayers, Grover Washington, you know right. what I'm saying? The Blackbird, Rock Creek Park, you name it, Boss Skaggs. Anything you could think of funky, I was fucking with. Right. So I'm like, okay. I thought that Michael Rapport was maybe partly autistic, maybe partly retarded. This dude is a genius. He knows about Willie Hutch. And then it went into it, right? So what I'm getting at is I would hear Tyler talk about crazy rare music. Uh-huh. Like, beyond like just ramp and other funky shit right and deeper than bootsy collins stuff and like i heard your p rock is a legend to me dude he right. might be one of my favorite producers ever in history of ever stupid good so like yeah so like you know when you hear tyler believe it or not he does respect that aspect of the music right and he puts his own twist on it and he's done a lot of things and honestly to tell you the truth when I hear some of the songs he's actually rapped on, like for instance, Frank Ocean. When he's on other people's shit, I've heard him get off. Yeah. And I heard a couple of his joints, and I'm like, like yeah. I heard him with ASAP, and then there was one with it, was it um, uh, um, uh, Pusha T? Yeah. And this, with Jay Z too, with, on the Frank Ocean it, album. Oh, right, right, on right. The, on biking. And on biking, right. on the second course, my name's mentioned. Right. Frank Ocean says, you know, since Ben Baller was sold, I was like, was Slauson. And when I hear even what Tyler's writing about then, I'm like, yo, I fuck with this, right? And just hearing the beat and some of the melodic, you know, like music and everything, I just get. No, I get, he's I, talented, but I'm like, I just. With but the, with that said, I don't know what goes on. With, with the what gothic he, weird yeah. shit, I'm like, just like. So now he's a friend of mine and I, and, I, and I feel the same way you do. So that lets me tell you that I don't know and I don't try to anymore. Right. You know, mm, He's crazy. So going on, um, you would never think someone like him would like gaudy pieces of jewelry. So I don't know if you know, but he loves to draw. Uh-huh. So he draws all his album covers, creates everything artistic on his albums or off your anything was him. Right. Clothing brand, everything he designed himself. Right. He's hands on. He designs the craziest shit. I'm like, yo, this is the ugliest shit in the world. And he goes, 
dude, just because you said that, this is going to be the best piece ever because I don't want you to like anything that I make. And I'm like, all right, Tyler, you finally have money to get a Bimbala chain and we're going to do this now. We're going to finally do this. I've known you a very long time. I've known you fucking 10 years of your life, dude. All right, let's go. And we start making pieces. And then I see how the internet reacts. And then I look at it in a autistic Rain Man type of view. And I'm like, this is actually pretty fucking dope mm. because you drew some seventh, no, third grade crayon drawings and we turned this shit into jewelry. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking, it's dope. What's his piece and again? What is it? What is the visuals he, of it? He has a cherry bomb piece that looks right. like a pussy face. Then he has this golf cat that looks fucking nuts and the, the right. eyes all fucked up with the cracked diamond eye. Right. Then he has this crazy flower piece that looks, it's Oh, these are all different pieces. Oh yeah, but they're all together. And then, and then I made him the scum fuck flower boy piece, which is like 10 different links around his neck and they all came together. And when you hear Pharrell and ASAP Rocky, well, I respect them because my sister's a high fashion stylist. I respect that they're trying to be other than just accessible shit to like, they're not going to rock if this was 2000. One, they're not rocking FUBU and fucking you right. know, Nietzsche. No, I get it. They're, they're, they're trying to go further. That's unreachable from dudes, right? The happy medium between rappers is supreme. You know, you rock supreme, you're cool. But then when you start going to Dior and Prada and fucking, you know, Rick Owens, it's a different level. It's, outreach, it's not reachable to the average dude. Yeah. So when those dudes are be like, yo, that chain you made, Tyler? I'm like, you think so, for real? And I'm like, the, 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 the craftsmanship, okay. But you like the actual concept of things. Like, Ben, this shit is fire. And I'm like, all right, let me redirect myself into Charlie Babbitt and let me think about this whole thing. Be like, all right, you know what? No, this is, this is dope. And after I started to absorb all this, and I guess maybe I've known him so long, I just kind of be like, all right, you know, my wife thinks he's hilarious and he trolls me more than anybody. There's, I have maybe 50 videos of him trolling me and everything. Just, you know, we know each other. And he's like, right. you know, but at the same time, he's the kind of guy to come to one of my dinners like 40 people for like this a This is another of dinner I haven't been invited to. This is two <laughs> fucking dinners you mentioned. I didn't get a fucking invite over here. <laughs> and, and he won't speak to anyone. He won't say a fucking word. It's hard not to talk for, you know, two hours, whatever, or talk to himself. And he's just like, he's just, he's just not comfortable. He's like, he's like Eminem in a way, you know, uh-huh. like in public. So going on, his jewelry is definitely, you know, up there with, with, with the, the, the dopest shit I made. Um, to go to the fifth, it's tough because... There's so many pieces that I love, and we're talking about celebrities now, but I'll say this. I retired in October 2016 because I was so sick of making jewelry, and I was so sick of all the bullshit, and I hated where mumble rap and all this shit was going. It drove me crazy. I think it gave me fucking gas. It gave me. It just made me sick, and I can't stand hearing, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, that's 16 bars right there. You said, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, what fucking label cleared this fucking song yeah you know? it's crazy so going on i retired in december asap ferg hits me up and he's like yo listen it's time and i was like it's not time because i'm done he goes no listen my boy i followed you on myspace huh. one of my homeboys gave you an art piece we start going deep he's like this is before asap mile was even created right I know about your history. I know you and Dame Dash rock with each other heavy way back in the day. He was part of the Rockefeller OG family, blah, blah. And it's Harlem, you know? He's like, bro, it's Yams Day on January 16th, whatever. And I was like, okay. And he goes, I need you to make this piece. He sends me this Yamborghini piece, which is Lamborghini yoga, but mm-hmm. ASAP Yams bull on there. And I'm like, yo, do you, Ferg, I'm not trying to count your pockets and I don't want to disrespect you. 
do you have any idea what this is going to cost? And he goes, all right, check this out, B. I want the Hermes link to go around it fully iced out. I was like, okay. For tell me you got something coming out. Like, did you doing that? He goes, baller. I got Adidas collabs. I got this, this, and this. He was showing me, and it was like, yo, bro, I, I'm good. We're good. To I'm, pay for it. Not just to pay for it, but I don't want it to be like, yo, you know, be on some hood rich shit. overspend his shit. And he goes, baller. And he showed me a couple comps, and I was like, damn, fam, I'm proud of you. You know, you're smart. You know, you have your own thing going on. You're not relying on anybody to help you out. You know, you don't use like, you know, you're part of ASAP Mob, but you, you're doing your thing, and everyone is, is moving. And, it, and you know, I'm, I'm down with the crew really heavy. Right, right. And this is a big thing. And he goes, you can't tell Rocky. Me and Rocky own a clothing brand together. We own a kid's clothing brand together. Like, I tell Rocky everything that's going on. Excuse me. And I'm like, okay, I retired from jewelry. Rocky's upset at me. Tyler's telling me I'm fucking, I'm gay, right? And that everyone's be like, yo, you're fucking tripping, right? Like, you got to make me, who's going to make my pieces? You know, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, it's not that deep, dude. Go fucking find Jacob. Go find someone else, you right. know? And Ferg hits me with all this shit. And I'm like, all right, you right, you right, you right. So I start doing sketches, start executing. And I tell him the price. I said, listen, bro, I need the first half right now before I start anything. That's standard. His Jewish accountant, you know, money manager sends me the first half fucking in an hour. I was like, that was the fastest motherfucking wire next to John Mayer I've ever had, bro. So you, when you're doing like these big ones, like if, let's just say, I'm just throwing out a number. Let's just say it's $50,000. You need 25 up front for the bigger numbers. If it's like a new rapper, I don't know. I need 40 up front. Of the 40 of the 50? Yeah, because, because they're going to fuck around and play games. And oh, try to, I see. Because you're, you're sort like, of making the fucking yeah. thing and you got to buy the I'm putting the all my money into it. You know what I mean? I'm already putting my money in. That's standard you. though that you give half. But a lot of jewelers are getting fucked left and right. Dude, there's so much. Dude, we got to do a part two of this interview. But, you know, Fur gives me the first half. I got you. And this was a heavy. Right. So then we go over budget. And my cousin goes, what are we going to do? And I was like, bro. The fact that you've been asking me that, I was like, you're going to eat the other part. And he goes, we may eat the part because I retired and we don't eat unless I get in here. So I'm going to play the fucking, you know, the Kobe shit and I'm coming back to the team and we're going to do this shit the right way. So on January 16th, I get to New York City. It was the day before, or the day of ASAP Yams Day. I post a picture of Jordan. By the way, I love Jordan. I'm a fan of his. I don't really fuck with Jordan so heavy. I'm Magic Johnson. You know, I'm Lakers until I die. But... I posted the 45, him walking on the court as a 45. And people are like, what the fuck? Ferg likes the picture, blah, blah. No one knows what's going on. In fact, nobody even knows I'm making jewelry again. Right. Now, October, November, December, January, three months have gone by. I made no pieces. And I go in there, boom. I retired pretty much on Uzi's piece, his first one. Right. So I come back with that and I bust out the ASAP fucking yams, Yamborghini piece. And he goes, we're going in the studio. I'm going to make this song called Plain Jane. Right, and he records a song, and I was like, "Oh, that's dope, dude!" Literally, that was my exact reaction. I was like, "That's fucking dope, dude! I appreciate him. That's fucking that's fucking dope." You know, you know, mention my where name. That's cool. shout out. Yeah, I was like, "All right, cool." Now remember, this is January, February, okay? Now, March comes around, and I think he releases the song, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." Some people are playing. Hey, man, your name's just oh yeah, cool. You mentioned my name. And like June, July comes around, and it starts playing a lot. Then like August comes around, it's the number one club song in the entire fucking world. Not it just took that long though. Yeah, and then December comes around. Now it's the biggest pop song. Now it's not even fucking hip hop. It's crazy. It's, it's like I'm like yo, and he's like Ben. He mentions your name eleven times in the song. You know, it's like Ben Baller, the, the chain. It's in the chorus, the right. biggest part. There are people singing it. Don't even know who the fuck I am, right? right? They just know I made the chain. What chain? They don't know what's going on, right? 
and it gets so big, it created this viral thing where people start signing their credit card bills. Bambala did the chain. And it's just all over the place. And I'm like, yo. And I look at Ferg, and Ferg's like, motherfucker, you owe me. I'm like, no, fuck you. You owe me. We should have fucking trademarked the shit because it's being said. Dude, I heard Sports Center announcers, you know, Stan, Ever- uh, right. Stan Verrett, whatever. He said it, Bambala did the chain. Just things like that, you know, whatever. Or um, let's say like an NBA player. I forgot, Jesus Christ, I'm so bad because there's, you talk about how many young guys are on the NBA now and everything else, and it's not Clarkson or anybody I know that, that's been on the Lakers, but like a lot of the other rookies, I don't, a lot of the rookies I don't really know besides like Mitchell, some other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's the dude's name that on um, Philly that didn't play? And, um, Joel? Jo- yeah, you know, not Joel. No, um, Markel Fultz. Yeah. yeah, they had a few motherfuckers. But what I'm saying play. is, you know, there's so many people in the NBA that you know so much about this, and I, I haven't followed up on it. I'm a dad, I'm washed up. Right. You know, and it's like, he said someone's name. Like, for instance, like, Joel is the name. Ben Paula did the uh, chain. And I was like, get the fuck out of here, bro. My name is just said on SportsCenter for the first time ever since 1991 when I played ball and 21 players were ineligible on my team. And I, I got my first chance of playing getting some PT, right? Right. I haven't heard my name in fucking, you know, 30 years or whatever it may be, 28 years. So, you know, that shit with Ferg put me to a whole nother level. I hate to say but one person. but you, like, did you, did you, con- so are you continuing to do jewelry from that? Or are yeah, you- yeah that, that's when I went, that's when, so that January, I turned into a fucking animal. 2017, I'm 44 years old and it was the biggest year of my career in uh, my life of anything. The biggest. I have my daughter coming in that year, my, my, my fucking third child, dog, the highest grossing year I ever made. On top of that, Hypebeast does a Hypebeast 100 list. It's like basically the most influential 100 people on earth. Uh. And for five years, I pulled a Michael Rapport and I said, you really not going to put me on this fucking list, you piece of shits? For like in 2014, I remember it sent the, the CEO and owner of, of Hypebeast a letter. I was like, really, bro? You put this dude on the list? You know I did? He's like, yeah, that's what you did back in the past. What'd you do this year? And I was like, oh, you're a motherfucker. And then in 16, I didn't make 17. I get the fucking call. So you got it. Yeah, I got it. You know, and 17 was a great year. And, and tell you the truth, I loved ending the top five on being Ferg's piece, you know. And it just, it's just been a great year. And now this year, you know, um, I'm shooting a show with CNBC right now. Um, Ice-T's executive producing it. He's uh, What is the guy. show? It's called American Hustler. We're shooting the pilot like next month, you know. And it's like it got greenlit for the pilot. From there, boom, we see where we go. Now I'm on network because before my reality show was on Fuse. Right. Which is a small fucking t- TV channel. You right. Know? And um, I just got a lot going on, you know. I, you know, a year and a half ago, I had eleven employees. I only did music. I mean, I only did jewelry. Now I have two hundred seventeen employees. I own a, I own a, a cannabis, you know, company. I have, you know, my clothing brand with with ASAP Rocky. We were in debt two million dollars a year and a half ago. Now we've got out of debt and we're in a positive. So how do you how do you make money? Like you you obviously understand business. You have you have taste all that stuff, but like. You know, like like fucking these businesses, cannabis, jewelry, clothing companies. How does it make money? Like, I don't understand all any of that shit. Okay, so let me let me explain this to you real quick. <laughs> Shout out to Ludens or Hall's Cough Drops. Ha, ha, ha. We need a fucking some... sponsor. Yeah, you do. I need a fucking spo- a cough drop sponsor. Yes, you do. You do. I didn't fucking think about yeah, that. If they can cure me, they should be like, yeah, like no, remember crazy. that cough that I used to do every time on the podcast? Yeah. This is how it fixes your shit. Bro, and then you'd fucking, you'd make them money. So going on, when I got into the cannabis game, never in a million fucking years in my wildest dreams did I ever think it was going to retire me. Now, who makes money in the first year of a company? 
a new company, under a parent company, let alone some dudes who kind of looked up to me. I don't want to say they idolized me. They looked up to me as like, you know, I'm an Asian. You know, um, I played ball. I, you know, I, I, I hang out with rappers and I do a lot of shit that not many, you know, stereotypical Asians do. You know, right. before Jin and before anybody, you know, my idols were Bruce Lee coming up. You know, there was right. no one else. And it's like, dude, for me to look, for anyone Asian now to look up to anyone who doesn't do martial arts is a big deal. Right. No, I got you. So these dudes were doing weed illegally back in the day. Come to find out later, these guys own like $50, $60 million in real estate. You know, they're killing it cannabis-wise. Like, hey, listen, you gave us a shout-out on one of, one of our items. And I was like, okay, cool. You told me, you know, I want to show you love on my page. You know, I got 2 million followers across my board, all verified. And he's like, bro, we got so many fucking emails after you did that. Would you ever want to do a partnership? You know, I get my attorney involved. He's like, yo, listen, man, this is going to be cut and dry. Let's get you in there. You put no money up front. Uh, you're going to push this brand. You're going to be the mascot. You're going to be the brand ambassador and the face of the brand. And you're going to own not, well, majority technically, but there's three partners. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But you own, the, you know, all together, they could go against you, whatever. But right. boom. So three months into this cannabis company, I get a check. Uh, and I'm like, come on, man. It wasn't the biggest check, but it was, it was a car check. Right. And I was like, all right. All right, this is crazy. From weed? Yeah. Then I was like, all right, five months in, boom. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, high seven-figure check. We're in the millions now. And I'm like, bro, it hasn't even been a year yet. What's the name of this company? VVS. VVS pens. VVS, and I, I incorporated my jewelry. VVS is the highest clarity diamond underneath a flawless. Flawless meaning like... Jordan, LeBron, and oh, why the fuck did I even say that? I hate that motherfucker. You got money, though. Jordan, Kobe, and Magic Johnson, right? Okay. Right? Bird, too, let's say. Okay. They don't really exist, you know? Even Russell Westbrook's a beast, right? He's I got my boy. you. I got you. But you might see another Westbrook. You might not see another Kobe in a fucking- I got you. You know, um, VVS is pretty much Russell Westbrook, you know, Kevin Durant, something like that. The best there is- but without being flawless, you know. So I incorporated my jewelry into making these discrete brands. And I don't want to say it because I don't want to fucking put me on blast, but like, you know, it's legal here. You're, all you got to be is 21 and over and you can smoke anywhere, but still some people look at it in a negative way. Right. It's helped a lot of people. I've had so many people who family had cancer and they've come to me, hey, Ben, can you give me some CBD? Can you give me some pens? Blah, blah, blah. We do all kinds of products, but our products look like jewelry. Uh, our pens are like really shiny, rose gold, yellow gold. I, I banked off of being a jeweler. I got you. I push these out. So at a certain point, we started selling 3,000 pens a day. Uh, My pens are 40 to 60 bucks retail. Uh, 3,000 times. That's crazy. Listen to this. So I'm moving over 125,000 pens a month. Now, if you do the numbers, you know, you're talking about four or five million dollars of retail a month. Okay. It's insane. And we haven't even scratched the service because we just, we launched Oregon next month because Oregon's also a rec state, right? Mike, you don't understand when. If Jeff Sessions could just get his head out of his ass, right? Because we've now created billions of dollars. We this is our first year wreck. Right. Colorado's been wreck. You know, Washington State's been wreck. We're going to Washington State, Colorado. The first year they became wreck. Right. They, did a, they raised a billion in taxes for the for the state. Jesus. Okay. We did a billion in like the first month in California. Can you imagine Colorado ain't shit? Imagine how big California is, right. right? So like Jeff Sessions is trying to fuck with us. Trump is trying to fuck with us. Bro, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It's not gonna they can't stop it. It's no. too big. No. California's too crazy, right? Yeah. So with that said, just recently, about a month ago, I heard that fifty state 
federally legal, weed is about to happen. Now, as soon as five years, I hope I'm not in the game in five years. I want to sell my company. <laughs> if this, just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, if it becomes federally legal, because I can't legally go to New York and sell my VVS pens. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's illegal anyway. I can't go to New Jersey, which is a medicinally legal state, not recreate. Right. I can't go there and sell my pens because the cultivation, the extraction, and the factory of where the weed was grown was not in New Jersey state. Right. I could only sell in California. Even though Nevada's a neighboring state. They have it all I sorts of rules and regulations. Crazy and rules. How it gets here and it drives yes. here is some crazy shit, right? If I drive to Oregon with right. the thing, now I've done a federal. Right. It gets, even though if I put the, the, the um, ready for this? If I FedEx my mom in Santa Monica, a fucking, a pen of mine, using FedEx from, from downtown LA to Santa Monica, as soon as it touched the mail, it becomes a federal offense. Do you know what I'm saying? There's all That's kinds of- That's crazy. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, when it becomes 50 state legal, my company will be worth a quarter billion dollars that next day. Damn. Yeah, literally. Because that's how big weed is, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And I got in at the perfect time. It took 10 months to develop. Then we finally launched. We launched the same time that- right around when I came back in the game and my son's godfather, one of my best friends of my life, one of the biggest Knicks fans I know next to you, rest in peace, Q World Star, uh-huh. Jamaica, Queens. You know, he's my, my firstborn's godfather. Um, he would smoke upon a bunch of my pens, you know, and everything else. And like, you know, that company, that the company I have right now, it's so big and it's my main source of income. That's that crazy. What, how it's helped me and for anybody who's listening that's into business or wants to for, like if you're a celebrity you're Austin Rivers you're fucking Lonzo Ball whatever it may be if you have a product that you can market and it takes off now you're able to fucking not have to worry about like non-jewelry I don't have to fucking take this mumble rapper's money and make a chain I go tell him you fuck you go fuck yourself right <laughs> I'm not gonna make the fucking piece now I could only focus on making the John Mayers and fucking Kendrick Lamars and the dope people, right? Now it's giving me less stress on my jewelry business, right? I got you. And because I'm making so much money on the cannabis, I can kind of be free on that and only do cool shit, right? Now on the clothing brands, we can be the cool brand. I don't have to go sell to Walmart and do this. What's the clothing brand? It's called Suprism. It's a kid's (laughs) clothing line. ASAP is the majority owner. I'm a partner and um, I needed help. I ain't gonna lie, I have no shame. And he's like, you know, fashion god, even though a lot of people want to make fun of him, whatever. Blah, blah. Rocky's a cool dude, you know. Shout yeah, I fuck with him. Shout out to Harlem. I fuck with all those dudes because they're all Harlem dudes. Yo, I and by the way, and I, I knew D, I knew, I knew Ferg's father. Yeah. By the way, yeah, Ferg's father was a gangster. And Ferg's uncle was a real, like, Dapper Dan, all them dudes. I, I like, knew these fucking dudes. Yeah. Like, when I saw him, I was like, what? do you know 12 You meant 12 Yeah, 12-y, yeah, right? yeah. 12 my guy. Crazy. Yo, listen, because of how old I am, and how I grew up and I played basketball, I played slam and jam, yeah. you know what I'm saying, everything else. The Pump Brothers fucking yeah, yeah, camp. Yeah. Bro, when he said Stacey Ogman's name, yeah. I was like, yo, what the fuck do you know about Stacey Ogman? Because, you know, 12, he's probably like 28 or 20, yeah. I don't know. So it's like Stacey Ogman grew up in Pasadena. I remember we went to John Muir. And, yeah. Dude, we could go on and on about basketball shit and jump all over the place. But what I'm saying is that brand, thank God, is going to help me pay for my kids' college and do things and just be able to, you know, do other th- cool things that I want to do. Now, now you know about all this fashion shit. You know, you have a, a clothing line. You understand it. You're fresh to death. Explain to me why the fuck I drive down Fairfax. Let's say I have to go somewhere early in the morning. Okay? I remember it was a Saturday. I had to go somewhere early in the morning. I don't remember why. It's fucking six in the morning. It was misty. I see 300 assholes 
assholes. Waiting in line for Supreme. It is fucking, it, it's not even going to open till at least 10. 12. 12. What the fuck are they waiting there for? The short, the shirts are not butter soft. No disrespect to Supreme. I've known those dudes in New York when it was yeah, just the skates. Yeah, all them. I know you have. I my fucking I guys might get Justin Pierce, Harold Honda. Like I used to hang out at that place. No disrespect. Make your money. I just don't understand what they're selling. Like the shirts are not butter soft. You know, like I, I, I've tried to buy Supreme. This it's is a, a, it's a culture. But what for what? Okay. It's the same Explain reason. Explain this to me. It's the same reason you tweeted four years ago. I didn't even follow you then, by the way. You tweeted, yo, what the fuck is going on here? Kanye, how the fuck does Zac Efron have better seats than me at Made in America? That same mentality of that culture is this shit. These kids wait in line, and you're ready for this one? You're, you're, you're going to fucking die when you hear this shit. It wasn't 300 people. It was 1,200 people. All right, it goes around all the way to High Point, going to fucking it was to Hayworth. Doesn't I don't give a fuck if it was if there was fucking rats on the street. They're not going anywhere. Now the first twenty people in line, out of twenty, fifteen of them are being paid three hundred to five hundred dollars to sit in line for someone else. That's going to go in there and buy extra shit to resell. Are you allowed to do that? Like when they have those things, how does it work? Because like, what if the first person has a million dollars? Let's just say it's a million. I'm going to buy. No, no. As soon as you walk in the store, you have they cap you off. So you can only buy a certain amount of something. Yeah. You can't just start. Okay, look. You can't. But do they wear it? Is it to resell? If I'll you're such a smart you. business I'll, I'll, person, I'll be, I'll be, no, with your fucking waiting outside, you, yeah. you, 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 well, I don't it's, get it. It's silly. Let me be honest with you. Well, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that because that's that's snitching. Um, it's a culture that me and you will never understand. I understand it because I'm in that business. Right. And you're not going to get it. And you, I know you don't want your kids doing that shit. And I don't want my kids doing it. But you buy a t-shirt for 60 bucks and you sell it for even 120 To me and you, I don't care if you buy 10 shirts that did that, waiting line and wasting your life away <laughs> and sitting there. Now, the reason why I don't like it is because what's the first question I ask? How do you go to the bathroom at 3 in the morning? How do you go to the bathroom at 1 a.m.? Dude, you remember me and you have the same shit, bro. Right. So my mind thinks immediately, yo, where are you going to shit at? Where are you going to do this? And right on the sidewalk crackers, around the corner. Regardless. You know, Canners is, you know, like, you know, I mean, I grew up here, dude. So, you know, the block is a mess now. I try to avoid it. You know, I never consider myself a celebrity. I don't consider myself a celebrity now. I can't walk through the airport in any city. I could be in fucking St. Louis and I get stopped 30 times in the airport. I get stopped on Fairfax. That, that's my demographic now, which is sad. I go down there, I get mobbed by 100 oh, people. Oh, Fairfax. Yeah. You're like, and, mis, you're like yeah. one of the Mr. Fairfax. Yeah. They're like doing a story on Complex and I'm like one of the guys that they like right. featured in the story. And like, for instance, me and Tyler met there to go to John and Vinny's because God forbid, John and Vinny's. Okay, first of all, there's two places on that's out of control. John and Vinny's, great. Yeah, John and Vinny's is dope. Golden State has the best fucking burger in LA next to Father's Office, but I can't eat. So they have a chicken sandwich that's flames. And Golden State's just a great business. You know, I want to support, you know, local right. shit. I went to high school at Fairfax, right. whatever. So going to Fairfax is a shit show. And the fucked up part about it is the game now is everyone, Supreme does something, and then everyone on the block does the same kind of shit, or it's similar, and it's like all these kids are waiting in line, and it's just like, and the crazy part is, Tyler finally opened his real flagship store diagonally across the street, across the street, so south of Oakwood, between Oakwood and- It's across the street, it's right fucking there. And there's 500 kids waiting in line for Tyler's shit. Now the thing is- I don't get it. It's- I, don't I just get, don't but, get but the shit, man. I mean, uh, who am I to get it? Doesn't matter. I, I, it just, I just don't understand. Okay, I don't me, get it. Let me explain something too quick, because you maybe Google, maybe you didn't. I don't know what you researched on. So let me explain something too quick. It all derived from the sneaker culture, right? 
I'm a huge sneakerhead. I don't know. You know Clark Kent. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's my He's a big. I've known Clark since '86. Yeah. So Greg Street. See, I, I only met, I met Clark Kent like mid '90s during the How Can I Be Down. This we haven't even gotten to music or basketball. Was, but like people OGs. Like do you know a dude named M's? Do you know DJ M's? Yes. Okay, M's OG sneakerhead. There's a dude named Air Rev. Um, DJ AM. You know. The sneaker culture was really cool, dudes. Like people, honestly, to tell you the truth, I could have seen you in here in this in this form, right? Kanye was in there, you know. Um, a lot of OG graffiti artists, stash, you know, cool people from New York, whatever. And there was this place called Nike Talk, uh huh. And it started like the whole Supreme, all this shit, like Nikes, everything, whatever. In two thousand four, I had been working with Nike since like two thousand one. They fucked me on the corporate. They pulled out, like, listen, you got the little dick, I got the big dick. We're gonna fuck you, like, <laughs> and like. My relationship with Nike is good now, but for a while, I didn't wear Nike for nine years. You banned them? I, I just said, fuck this, because I was so so butthurt about it. Pun intended, I sold my sneaker collection in 2004. Now, I want to ask you, 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 you had a sneaker collection that you sold for one point, what? $2.3 million. $2.3 million worth of sneakers. But that was that how was many? How many boxes of sneakers is this? Okay, do you, do you know who the you know who Mayor is? He's one of Clark Kent's really good friends. Yes. Okay, Mayor right now has more shoes than I had then. But when I sold my collection, or I began to sell my collection. And these are your sneakers, so they're all the same size? Everything was between 10 and 11. Right, okay. But So you yeah. bought them for you. Yes. And you just accumulated them. I got them. so bad to the point where, okay, me am... If you watch the DJ M documentary, yeah. you'll see I'm in that, you know, I'm in the movie. I was a big part of his life, or you know, in that one aspect of DJing and 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 shoes. Me, DJ M, and Homicide started a crew called the Air Max crew. There was a dude from 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 Fairfax High School, his name was Hitman. He wrote 80% of Dr. Dre 2001's album. Right. He had the song Act Right. He was Hitman, two T's, right? He's a real gangster dude from from and I was Hitman's DJ as well, on top of that being you know, right. he's from Fairfax. So he had a crew called the Air Max Crew, M-A-C-K-S, like Willie Hutch, the Mac, got like you, the movie, you. the Mac. So like, you know, Max Julian, the Mac, you know what I'm saying? So like, we were the Air Max Crew. Got you. DJ Am's shoe was the, was the Air Max M-A-X, his favorite. So we just kind of played it off the crew. So we created a sneaker crew, and we are doing appearances and shit and everything else. So it got to a point where like, Homicide was already super famous because he was in the band Sugar Ray. He had like platinum, platinum heads. He joined, he's like, man, he's like, listen, fuck hip hop. Fuck all you dudes. I'm about to jump in this rock and roll music and get this pop check. Uh, and dude, the other day, Apple Music sent them a check because like that song Fly by Sugar Ray is right. still like getting, you, you go in the fucking Vegas casinos, you hear it still, still gets residuals. So going on, and a lot of people don't know that DJ Homicide was the original member of the Alcoholics. Right. And going on, if you listen to Biggie's mixtape, his mixtape, when he's rapping over all the West Coast beats, he shouts out DJ Homicide, like the third name. You know, this is my brother. Still to this day, you and him would love each other, except he hates the fucking Knicks. Him and Q Willstar <laughs> would fight every day. Him and Dante Ross get into it. Actually, Dante likes someone else now. Anyways, going on. Um, I sold my sneakers, right? And at a certain point, but DJM sold his sneakers too for a shitload of money. When he, after he died, though, they sold it and went to his foundation. So Homicide had 250 pairs of shoes around 2001. I had maybe like 90. And then I got to 100. And I remember my mom saying, hey, you know what? People are gonna start thinking, you know, they're a little weird. And I was like, hey mom, don't worry about it. You know, this is this is like I love shoes, you know. And I wasn't even wearing shoes. I was getting I wouldn't wear shoes unless I wore I had two, three pairs. So you'd buy a pair and wouldn't wear it unless I had a second pair or third pair. Right. So then Clark Kent be like, Hey, um, you lucky you got the little small bitch feet. 
you know what I'm saying? Because if you was a motherfucking size 13, blah, blah, whatever, I'm like, listen, go fuck yourself, whatever, you know? And we had this battle all between. This is when Instant Messenger was around, remember, AIM? Uh. And we go find each other's AIMs. I got around two, 300 pairs a year later. Then when I got to 500 pairs. Of all dope, like, collectible. Uh, fresh shit. Going to Tokyo, going to Philly. We were flying everywhere. I was going to Florida. The colors, find, the Jordans. Basically this. trying to find stores that had fucking George Gervin posters on the wall and be like, yo, you know I got there's you. some shit in here because this fucking Korean lady hasn't even taken a fucking Iceman She doesn't even know down. what she has. Dude, so you know what I say, right? Here's a cash, rubber band stack, 10 grand. I'm like, can I go into your stock room? And they're like, no, no, no. At a certain while, you figure out a way to get in there. And I'm like, what are you doing with this? She goes, I don't know. I sell Nike. Say I have to buy this, this, and this. I'm like, okay, where is the old shit? And these people would drive me down the street to a storage unit. And I'm like, you got to be fucking really? kidding me. And that's where you'd find the gold? Dude, like air trainers, air max vandals, like shit, like John Macaron shit, like just insane shit. I got you. So I started buying shit. I started buying people's collections, started doing certain things. Um, Jesus. Around 2004, I accumulated, I had a four-bedroom apartment. There's no such thing as a four-bedroom apartment. I had a three-bedroom apartment with a loft right. in Sherman Oaks, California. I hate the valley, but I had nowhere else to go because I had to, I was DJing. And I was sneaker, yeah, sneakers. I wasn't in the music business anymore. Technically, I was just DJing, but I was making so much money as a DJ, you know, that I was I was able to afford my habit. Right. So I got up to eighteen hundred pairs, personal pairs, four bedrooms stocked up, stock rooms. I had to go to Home Depot and get shelving and make this shit. And the girl I was engaged to at the time, she was like, "I ain't gonna lie to you, man. You're fucking goofy as fuck. Like you're really like you're you're a fucking weirdo." With the sneakers. Yeah. Because like say for instance, one time she thought it'd be cute to like, she put on her lingerie and she was a model by the way. This girl's a, a supermodel. She put on her lingerie and wore a really expensive pair of shoes of mine. At the time, they were $5,000 pair of sneakers and I went fucking, I got livid. I went crazy on her. She goes, most guys would have fucking took me on the couch and fu- or bed and fucking, you know, try to ravish me or whatever. And I was like, no, no, you put your feet in the shoes. And that and fucks fuck them up, up, right? I mean, I just, yeah, just, you know, I was able to, to, you know, there's tricks and shit that you can do. So going on, Nike put such a bad taste in my mouth. 95% of my shoes were Nikes. I fucking sold my collection off. And you sold it to one person? Some dude named Steven ended up winning the auction on eBay. He won two auctions. I did separate. And then a whole other side, that was for 1,200 pairs. 600 pairs got shipped to Yokohama, Japan. Because Japan is the mecca, streetwear, sneakers, and everything. They care. They have everything vintage. So somebody bought them in bulk to sell them off over there. Yeah, I, I, I sold them in three different ways. So, so when I'm saying, uh, "Oh, these assholes are waiting online," I'm the asshole because they could wind up buying a pair of these sneakers if they're really about it, about it, about it. Yeah. Or, or is it this? Is the market? Is the sneaker market too oversaturated? Or is there the, the rare the sneaker tw- game right now is fucked up? It's been fucked up for a long time, but. The way to win is paying people to wait in line so you're not waiting in line anymore, having multiple people so you can have multiple shit inside your store or business or online store, whatever it may be, and buying people's collections out. And another thing and too is- And those are worth money? Okay. For instance, this shoe came out two, three months ago. What, what is the shoe? These are the Jordan, Air Jordan 1 Off-Whites. Right. These were 200 or 250 or somewhere around there retail. To buy? Yes. These are $3,000 now. And I think they're 1800 even, even if you wore them or no? No. Now worn in this condition, I'd say I could probably get two grand for them. So are you ready for this? You ready for this? Now, as of about six years ago, the used sneaker game is now 30, 40, or maybe 40, 
of the sneaker game because people want to wear their shoes so they still like hey listen I don't give a fuck some people are like man I ain't wearing no motherfucking used shoes man I'm a bu-. no dude people are like if you can't get a pair of shoes you know boom these fucking sneakers yeah, and, and, and I mean this is when I was like th- I mean it's got like an instruction kit it's got all no, kinds of fuck is, I mean it's Virgil it, you know it's off white I know that's, but what yeah. the fuck man I mean I, yeah. I, I, it's a crazy thing you're a dad I'm a dad right my son's rocking $300 sneakers. My younger son, who's four years old, and it's like, you know, at this point, I'm like, come on, man. But a lot of people gift me stuff, you know? Right, right, right. So now, like, for instance, I remember when Kanye wasn't even deep into sneakers like that. Do you know what I mean? He was fucking with AM really heavy, though. He fucked with DJ AM, and, you know, that was love. And, and um, you know, uh, there's a lot of things I can't talk about, and I heard you, but you've said enough already, and I really agree on it. And we are like, yo, listen, my man, where, does, where, where the music at, my guy? You know, it's just like I'm not coming to you for like, like you're you're so off the fucking rails. Like, so last week I got rid of all my Yeezys. Did you? Yeah. And out of of a sort of protest? Not a protest. I've been cool with his wife and everyone in their family. We went through a really bad battle. They never done me wrong. I've known them because I'm from LA and I've known them. They're cool and everything. But there's certain things that if I feel like me, because I'm at his age, younger kids understand, but me allowing it and in business and doing certain business with them and whatever and just certain things and he's gotten now nine figure checks from his everything else like Abra you done well and cool now you know what man bro I don't know if I could really fuck with you and rock Mm. with you like that and you know it's tough because there's people that I love that work with him Mm -hmm. everything else and I haven't been vocal about it this is the first time I spoke about it um, I had to ask my attorney what I could say and what I couldn't say and certain things, whatever. And I'm sure now for even this little bit of whatever of my own personal opinion, I'm sure now a lot of the family members that he's married to whatever, won't speak to me anymore. And that's fine and everything because you know what? Y- you can't say shit like that, dude. And you know, um, and, and also they just like, oh, we love him. We'll just let him. Like, you kind of like, I'm the, worried about that fucking thing, guy. But the thing is, not I get, like I, I lose get, sleep over him, but no, like, something's going to happen like, to him. I've gotten checks with, with Adidas. Mm. Dude, do you know how much of an honor it is when you told me that you went to the New Orleans Saints and you went to go see the practice and everything else, right? And, and you know, you do certain things. Bro, I fuck with you, man. I'm right, right, you. Right, right, Listen, right. Mike, you have to understand this. If you ask anybody who knows me out of my maybe seven friends, I hate everyone. I don't like anybody. I don't like any shows. I'm a weird dude. I don't like, oh, I like fucking Stranger Things. Fuck Stranger Things. Fuck that show. I don't like anything. Dog, you've been one of the only things that keeps me on the plane sane. And like, I'll laugh and everything. So like, that was a big moment for you. How about getting a phone call and someone saying, hey man, this is Derek Rose, man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm choosing four celebrities to be in my global campaign for my comeback for Adidas. And I want you to be in my commercial. I'm like, why, why the fuck would you know who I am? He's like, mm. dude, you like speak to the culture. You're like this cool jeweler dude and you know, whatever. So we had two chains. He had Big Sean in common. Right. Right. He had dudes from Chicago, whatever. And then there's like a multi-million dollar commercial the dude who directed it was the guy who did all the Penny Hardaway commercials. I forgot his name. Stacy something. Huge director. Uh-huh. Big dude. He did all the Air Penny commercials, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like he actually did a couple. Um, he might have did some Jordan commercials too. And um Derek Rose, you know, was like, yo, boom, I get a big check from being in this commercial. And then I end up doing like global campaigns with Adidas. And it's like, I know if they employ him and I fuck with Drake, and I know you don't, but that's my man. And like, you know, like, I don't want to fuck that up, but so be it. Like, dog, you can't, like, Will I Am, I think what he said was deeper than anybody. We and Will have been friends since 25 years. Mm. I did 
to Black Eyed Peas' first demo tape. Damn. Okay? I did their demo tape, dog. He was signing my boy Terry Heller's letter. Another, another, another Jew, fellow Jew. Shout out to Terry. Terry Heller's Records. son, right? Yes. Nephew, but son pretty much. Right. He's the only one. Terry is my, my, my man. His store on Fairfax is right across from Golf, from Tyler Store. He's got a store? It's, it's called Planchek. It's a bar, restaurant, burger okay. place. So Terry, one of the shrewdest, smartest, dude, come on, bro. You can't ever fuck with Jews on business. They're, t- they're too good. No, you know? they're good. So going on, you know, you know I have a Jewish attorney, man. You know what I'm saying? You know I have a fucking... So, Jew doctor? Yeah, no, no. I fuck with Jew doctors. Like, I, 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 no offense, that, I fuck with the Eastern medicine. I fuck with, a, I fuck with a Chinese and a Korean doctor. Okay, but, that's not bad. That's but, but, not bad. But, but going on, what I'm getting at is I can't let that rock. And I pretty much, what I'm trying to get at is he's coming to the game. I'm not mad at it. Being a celebrity, cool, you know? Came in the game. He killed it. He's made a lot of money in the sneakers. I haven't fact-checked it, but I'd be willing to bet my entire net worth, which is not pennies, that he did not make more money than Michael Jordan in Jordan brand. I'm sorry. I refuse oh, to do that. no. No, because I know some numbers, right? Well, he did some numbers, Mike. Right. He Those did some Yeezys. numbers. Yes, but I rock with him until that part. And I understand you and G Moody were like, yo, boom. By the way, man, I love, I want to fucking meet this dude. I love this <laughs> you gotta dude. Meet G Moody. That motherfucker did not dunk, and that shit was no. not alley oop. That shit wasn't. Say even, it again. Say it again. G Moody did not dunk. That wasn't even a that wasn't even a fingernail alley oop, bro. He That wasn't even a tip dunk. Yeah, it was a coincidentally your the ball went in, the, he hit the rim. Like three different things yeah, happened. But his hand wasn't touching the ball when it went in. Right. Right. And I can't I think wait to meet him. The ball hit the backboard too. The videotape is so like there's some Zapruder tape that apparently is is out there. There's a, there's some tape, some 16 millimeter tape that's out there that's floating around. No, I've gathered the young culture, and I've gathered a lot in the last week. And I should have spent. I never, I didn't lose any sleep, but I shouldn't have spent that much time. It just bothered me so much that what Will I Am said made me feel a lot better. And I know that G Moody was like, well, no, listen, you know. Um, when you got this many slaves gathering, you know, boom, this year and this mentality, boom. Okay, I got Jumudi's interpretation of what Ye had said. Bro, no, dog. I agree. At the end of the day, no, dog, no. So so you did you sell them off or you got are they worth money, his sneakers? Oh yeah, hell yeah, bro. See, there's a pair of his sneakers that were going for $120,000. Oh because uh And how many of them were made? Like 20? Okay, you ready for this? Oh no, that one, there's only one. There's only one. That one shoe. But now the crazy part about the Ye shit is that. He knows now that, okay, let me break this down for you. Um, do you own any pair of Jordans? Anything? You have a pair of Jordans. Come I got on, a man. pair of Jordans. I got a pair, but not no okay. fancy shit. Okay. Let's say, for instance, a pretty rare pair of Jordans. Right. They're going to be about 25,000 pairs made worldwide. Right. A rare pair. Rare pair. And they're going to sell out crazy. I helped design one of the biggest shoes of last year and this year. Which was? They're a rainbow corduroy Air Max 97 right. shoe. That we hybrided into an Air Max 1. Sean Witherspoon, my boy, dude from Virginia, nicest guy in yep, the world, yep. vegan dude. I know about those. I helped design the whole shoot right with him, right? They made 175,000 pairs. At that many pairs, I said, bro, everyone's going to get a pair and we're good. They sold out so fucking fast. I heard about this. People are fucking going crazy. Riots happen. People are breaking glasses and shit. I'm like, yo, there's enough to go around. Now, this is how crazy it is. Some were shoes that are 50,000 pairs. Back in the day, a rare shoe was 1,000 pairs, which is extremely rare. So now when people do a 1,000 pair run, 5,000 pair run, it's like blood. And you see those 1,000 people waiting outside Supreme to get the new Supreme dunk or go whatever. And it gets vicious. It gets bad. Now, Kanye's making 
a hundred, hundred fifty thousand of these pairs, and they're selling out fast. And sometimes not selling out as fast because because people are like, yo, they're thinking it's the original like twenty thousand pairs or twenty five. Now it's like you know, there's more people that want to get them, and now people are getting them. And they're like wondering, like, hey, man. You know, I was able to get them this time. Uh, and they feel good about themselves, right? They don't realize like, yo, bro. The reason why you were able to get them. He's making shit tons more and he's murdering the game. And he's like, yo, dude, retail. He has the highest retail shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, listen, fuck those Lonzo Ball shoes, bro. I'm never going to fucking buy a pair. The fucking um, BBBs? Yeah, bro. Come on, dog. Come like, on. Those are know. shit. That's your guy. He's a Laker. And you see fucking bro, Jason bro, Tatum. Bro. He's still playing. Bro. Lonzo Ball is working on his fucking waves right now. Bro. That's what he's doing. I, listen, Chino Hills is not Los Angeles to me, bro. So I don't care regardless. I know he's a Laker and I own five Laker championship rings, real ones, front office rings that I bought in auctions. I'm a, I was going to wear them today. Well, to oh, shit. You okay, should have worn them. I got 1980. All right. I got fucking. So these I are have, players' rings or front, like front, front office? Okay. So it could have been like a GM or. Yeah. A, yeah. You know what? Trevor Ariza's house got broken into. And his rings got got taken the 09, 2010, the back to back then. Yep. My boy Jason of Beverly Hills made those. And it's crazy because those rings were floating around somewhere. Me and Trevor Ariza Damn, are our neighbors. Up. We're neighbors. And I said, you know what? If I found them, I couldn't do that because even though I don't fuck with him because he's on a different team, I fuck with him because two things. One, he rock with it's my his man's ring. brand. Yeah, it's his ring. And if that's dog, you can't you can't put a price on that. Hell right? no. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I had lunch with Nick uh, Nick Turturro last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, Right? A Yankees ring went up. I, I forgot what year, but the thing is, they won so many fucking championships. I don't know. And that ring went up. And I remember this dude said, yo, I got 10, I'll take 10,000 for it. And I was like, 10,000? I gave him 10,000 for it. I took it. You got the ring? Yeah. And then I realized... Man, this was that was a really bad thing, dude. You go to an auction house, you know that there's you know there's verification of this. It can't be taken back. But I bought this on the street just because it was a championship ring, and I said, "Damn, man!" So I found some another which will remain unnamed psychopath Yankee fan. There's a lot of you guys. You guys are. Or, you know, Nick is the craziest. The, the craziest I've ever met. He's this beyond. Dude is, this dude is crazy too. There's other ones money. that are crazier because they're actually crazy. Yeah. But as far as the same New York Yankees Bro, fan who's who's do you realize, certifiably sane, yeah. he's the craziest Yankee fan. Do you realize he knows people RBA, RBIs yeah, he's from, nuts. from 1987? Yeah, he's he knows, nuts. He ran on the field. You I'm know, talking about the... I didn't know that. <laughs> no, he ran on the field when I think when... Uh, He'll tell you, like in '78, he's he's on the field in the photo. He's like in a red jacket. But I'm saying, like the 13th player who wasn't even like like in the batting cage. No, he's nuts. He knew his RBI. Yeah, he's I was like, nuts. Come on, bro. He should charge people like like a, like a tourist attraction. Nick Turturro could make money to charge other fans to watch him watch a game. You don't even have to engage. No, I watch him on his on his, on his Twitter. Like a live or... show, like it should be like yeah. you know, like uh, like a one man show, like mm-hmm. like somebody does a one man show on Broadway. You like he could have an audience of people come watch him, <laughs> and it's not a performance. No, he's for real. He's dead ass. I saw him get really, really fucking agitated. <laughs> he went to the Angels game Yikes. when the Yankees played last month, last couple weeks ago, whatever. And he almost got in a fight, bro, like a fist fight. I'm like, come on, dog, you're 50 years old. Don't you find people for man? Anyways, going on, you know, like um. I'm not happy about the Lonzo situation. It is what it is, you know. I just I've, I've met all of them, you know. Like I know right. a lot of the young cats, you right. know. Like, um, who are you speaking to? Whether you, I recorded it too. You were talking to somebody 
was it an NBA analyst? It was a few weeks ago, and you asked him, so who do you like out of the high school draft? Oh, right. It was, was uh, it was uh, um, the guy from Slam, I think. That's right. Now, my boy Russ Bankston, Russ was, was the editor of Slam for a while. Yeah. I didn't know there was a dude above him, right? Yeah. And you guys start talking about this shit. And I was ready to jump into the fucking stereo and be like, yo, listen, I'm about to stock both. Because some of the shit that you guys said, whatever, like, I, did I, listen. Well, I don't know these fucking kids. That's what I was asking no, him. No, no. Listen, I'm talking about, like, one of the guys he mentioned is Bull Bull, Little Bull. Son. Right, right. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah. He's like my little fucking, like my little right. nephew, you know. I fuck with Sharif and, you know, look at a lot of guys and whatever. Right. And there's a couple guys. But going on, I'm sorry we're jumping all over the place, but like. We're all over the fucking place. We're all over the fucking place. But like, the other day you were talking about with Candace, you're talking about LeBron. I'm just like, yo, listen, I'll give him his due diligence and, you know, whatever. But listen, man, I'm sorry. I don't care if you hit these game winning shots. That's great, right? You're not hitting those game-winning shots and you're fucking six finals and you only won three. Like, bro, that doesn't... It does, I'm sorry, I man. agree. To me. I'm sorry. But hey, listen, you know I'm with you. I'm on the, I am on the front lines of the LeBron. I'm, I'm in front of the front line, bro. But, but I'm like on the front. Like, okay. I mean, the ramifications of my LeBron right. hate, there's ramifications. No, it's gotten bad with me too because Dwayne Wade is a friend of mine. Gab, you know, in I that mean, whole. It, it's gotten... It's like, you know... There's been ramifications, and I'll take it because I know that I give him his credit, and I also give him a credit. It's like in, in order to hate LeBron, you have to like suck him off. It's like you got to nah, go. Nah, well, he's nah, a great nah, person. Nah. Well, he's this. I'm like, nah. but I don't fucking like him as a player. Like yeah, just no. like Jordan. Like, I don't like. It's like, but it, it, it's Jordan. Never call himself king. All of the fucking things. I'm not gonna let fucking LeBron James hijack the Ben Baller interview. Okay, yeah. But I will say this. I will say fucking this. They're not winning the championship. The, the fucking party is over. The fucking party is over for those motherfuckers. I think Boston's going to beat them, and I didn't think that. If Boston had everyone healthy tomorrow. I think they'd be a different team. I don't know how they'd be. That's what I'm saying. Do you think because they, they didn't play for a little, you know what they'd be? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to, trust me, Kyrie Irving's on the bench going, oh, shit. Do you think Boston has a chance against Houston or Golden State Warriors? No. No. But, exactly. but they're not going to get swept. By the way, that fucking Brad Stevens is like, you know, <laughs> that motherfucker's like, yeah. yo, he, I mean, but they're talented. And remember, I'm a Laker fan. So all the other rivalries that came around recently, that's nothing compared to that OG Boston Lakers. No, nothing. That's you know what I'm saying? Story. Like, bro, I'm talking about people get fucking beat up and fucking going to fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Going, going to Boston, trying to, going to Boston, trying to wear some blue and purple no, and no, gold. No, you don't do that. You get your ass beat. Yeah. And like, dude, me and Mark Wahlberg, he ordered some expensive ass shit. We've been friends since 92. Me and Mark aren't even speaking right now because of how I spoke about the world. I don't know if you saw, I went nuts on the Super Bowl because I fucking hate Tom Brady. Me too. Like, I can't stand Tom Brady. And now we're not speaking and he's not ordering the jewelry and I don't give a fuck. Are and you I don't serious? Care. Yeah, dude, it's gotten that deep. Wahlberg's not, not he hasn't texted me, not called the thing me. Is, the thing about Boston fans is like, for, for teams that are successful as him, they have the worst sense of humor. Like, yeah. if my team was as good as their team, like, you can make all the jokes you want. No, true. Like, of course, they, yeah. they don't understand why. Because you know what it is? It's homoerotic. A lot of these Boston fans, they want to fuck Tom Brady. Oh, they don't man. just want to be like Tom. <laughs> they want to they fuck Tom you Brady. You really think that, too? Yes. They have, like, crushes on him. Like, it's an erotic thing. They want to fuck Tom Brady. Listen, Ben Baller, we, we got to shut it down. Yeah. I knew we weren't going to compartmentalize. Because yeah. although you're Korean, you're neurotic like a Jew. <laughs> um, we didn't even get into the reasonable doubt. I mean, I had lists of fucking lists of no, shit. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Part two's coming up. For sure. We might have to break this into fucking three parts. <laughs> ben Baller, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. This is a this is a certified classic. Ben Baller made the chain. Ben Baller made the podcast. We're done.
All right, I told you. I don't play games here. It's the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Ben Bowler, special guest. That was part one. I mean, this fucking guy can go on and on and on and on and on. I appreciate you rocking with the best. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Yeah. I apologize for the, uh, the fuck up. Rule number one now, again, is officially always plug your mic in. Rule number two is no fact checking at the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Ben Bowler, thanks for rocking with us. Miles Jordan, take us out of here with something funky, something nice for the people. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. We're done. Peace.